You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Fate of a Nation, NAM, the Great War, and T34 podcast that tries to make sense of the wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pans as flat to the ground, and our dice failing to scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures both here and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk, like us on Facebook, and to shop at Battlefield Hobbies because they are awesome people. Yes, even Hammy. I'm Fez, and before the other chaps think this intro is going to take up the whole episode, I'll pass you over to your host, Ben, my panzer is the flattest, Davy, recording from somewhere in the south of England. Yeah, thanks for that. Somewhere in the south of England, yeah. Yeah, okay. I keep saying it's Bournemouth, but I shouldn't live in Bournemouth anymore. I just basically in a retirement home, so I don't want to... Uh, moving on, and we're joined, of course, as always, by Lee. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and Duncan. Damn you IS3s. Damn you IS3s, yes. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Box, you say? <laughs> I'm going to pour my rage into an email. <laughs> In traditional breach. Oh, exactly. Yeah, none of this communicate with people. I shall send a sternly worded email. Uh, oh, so how miserable. Is everybody? Other than Duncan, he's obviously fuming. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. I'm pretty good, pretty good. Intimidated by the amount of toys that I've got to paint, but other than that, so nothing new, you know. I know that one. Um, as I look at my 21 T34s. Uh, 21? Um, yeah, I know, I know. I've got another 11 on the way, thank you very much. I just don't need 30. You can't fit 31 T34s in the late wall list. Well, point at tank, buddy. A point at tank. You can if you don't want it to be good, I guess. But anyway, um, Lee, what are we talking about today? Well, tonight, Ben, we are going to be um, doing our catch-up on what we've been doing in the past few weeks since we last did the podcast. We're then going to take about, talk about what we've been doing with Fate of Four Gamers, our um, painting challenge for Arab Israeli Wars. And then we'll talk about the obvious thing of Eastern Front, both um, the Enemy at the Gates and the Cross of Iron Cross, they call it Cross of Iron, and then we'll um, finish up with some looking at what's coming up in our events. Cool, cool. So, um, I'm trying to think here. Well, I kind of know what you guys have been doing, so I don't know if it's going to be more interesting. Lee, you'll be, you're not imagine to be short, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, on the gaming table, I've been doing some 40-point Team Yankee games, uh, mostly with Dylan. In fact, all with Dylan, because Simon's pull out. Um, and that's basically based off what Lee Long's been talking about on the website about um, Mobile Offensive, which was basically um, a Team Yankee Escalation League to try and get more tank-based combat in. I really like that idea, so I want to do it in Brighton. Um, and me and Dylan have just been basically doing a few test games to see how 40 points works, what sort of table size we want to play it on, that kind of thing. It's been good. I mean, playing around my Americans, I still haven't got around to actually painting yet. Um, basically taking apart his T-72s because we really are working now but Soviet T-72s are not where you want to be for the Soviet army yeah I know I feel I feel Dylan's pain mm. yeah I, I keep trying to talk into going East German but I think East, East German T-72Ms are in the sweet spot but um, yeah but that's him he, he, he's really, really trying hard to make it work and he, yeah. and he actually he had, a, he had a really good week two, um, two weeks ago where he won both the games quite convincingly so yeah I think the Abrams is the tank it wants to go up against because I think the T72 feels like it was balanced against the Abrams. Even the IPM one, it could still do with and get yeah. flank shots on. But if when you start dealing with anything think we're 120 millimeter, it just or lots of my lands, which obviously 
this league is starting to cut out it falls apart quite quickly oh, okay I've only played against Justin at the club with his uh, US guys using Abram so yeah and I say and that's definitely a sweet spot with T72s how, um, how do they work against like Leopards Leopard 1s and Leopard 2s are they well against Leopard 1s obviously I think it's a bit more of a uh, a match on basically because obviously they got the Leopard's got lower armour lower out tank which compares quite favourably to um, the higher anti-tank and, uh, but lower rate of fire of the T-72s. Against Leopard 2s, though, I mean, if you get a good round, a, ter- a good um, turn shooting and actually kills on Leopard 2s, then it can go very quickly the Soviet way, but it's just like, you know, those Leopard 2s are generally backed up by some guys from Milan, some Jaguars, and it's just, yeah, it gets nasty very quickly. But yeah, like I say, I think T-64s are the way to go with Soviets, and that's why I'm going to get some on my painting table. Which brings me on to the next bit, which is their, um, painting-wise, getting the My Fate of Nations thing um, all done in two weeks. Oh, I'll explain why in a minute. <laughs> um, and like I said, I'm trying to get some, I know. <laughs> it's all going to bite me horribly in the, last, in the last month, as I keep saying. Um, and I hope to go get some T-64s painted next. I'm going to try and get them with that. Cool, they've been cool. sitting on my paint tips for ages I must say from the picture you sent us your um, your, your uh, M no Magat 5s X6s yep 6s that's the one look, look very good yep they're incredible I didn't believe I mean, they were 15 mil I mean in all fairness when, you, when you've only got like two models to paint in a, in a month of challenge you can take your time <laughs> yeah. and make them look good in all fairness <laughs> they're says crying with 31 T34s I, I'm looking forward to our game. I mean, so, for those who don't know, me and Fez are going to try and get a game in at, um, at the first, sort of 36 point level. It'll be 31 T34s versus 3 Macaxes. So, if it's 36 points, I'll also have 5 SU100s. Well, there you go, yeah. So, I'm, I mean, I, you still can't do anything from my front, but yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a game of, game of trying to keep you in my front arc at all times. It's like. <laughs> I'll just I'll just do what um what Rex did to me at a uh, early war tournament and I'll just block your way to the objectives with dead tanks. <laughs> I physically drive to the objectives and you can't win the game. <laughs> wave after wave of my own men. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, really... big school, big book of war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I want to tell is the killbots had a had it was had a uh, <laughs> kill limit. <laughs> kill limit. <laughs> Love that episode. He's the best character in in uh, future army in all fairness. Yeah, by mm. far. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, so we kind of already talked about your fez. Fez, what are yeah. you been up to? Um using almost an entire tube of uh, plastic glue sticking together 31 T-34s and then having it be way too hot to actually try to base coat them it has been very hot hasn't it it has been rather warm over here so it's been I was going to crack out the airbrush and just put some base coats down and I just couldn't build up the energy to even drag it out because I knew it would just be the paint would dry and the nozzle in seconds I think um, so instead I've uh, built them all it's 31 T34 85 for my um, Egyptians and uh, started pulling out my Churchills uh, which we'll talk about later on um, which is for the tournament at Entoyment on Saturday uh, other than that I've been kind of 
drooling over U.S. Marines. Um, yeah, I know, right? Do they punch you for it? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We, we can the repealing of don't ask, don't tell is a big boom for you, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that. Um, no, um, yeah, I don't know why. Just very strange. Just saw a couple of lots on eBay come up and went, oh, you know, US Marines in their uh, olive drab camo, olive drab um, herringbone suits and the, and the camouflage helmets, and well, they look a bit different. And I kind of missed. I think like most people, I think we kind of missed the whole gung-ho slash uh, Banzai Pacific War stuff. Um, and obviously having having the entirety of the the European campaign at your doorstep, that kind of overshadows a lot of you know, the East Front and the Pacific Theatre in terms of in terms of general interest. Uh, but I've been kind of getting back into it. Um, so I started rewatching Pacific today. Good show, and, Jay. Yeah, great show. And I think it's one that deserves two or three watchings to kind of get. Once you do know a bit more about the history of the Pacific campaign, it makes more sense if you just watch it. Because it's not quite as linear as Band of Brothers. No. It, it, it's, you do need to kind of twig what's jumping around time-wise and that kind of thing. I must be honest, the first time I watched it, I didn't actually like it that much. And then, yeah, I was um, the same. My wife got it for me for, on Blu-ray for Christmas one year. And I rewatched it, and the second time I feel like actually this is really good. And then <clears throat> I think the third time I really, I've really, I really grasp it. But um, yeah, I agree because it does jump around a lot. Because it's not one unit. Because the problem is in the Pacific is you take like the guys who fought um, um, Guadalcanal. Guadalcanal, sorry, thank you. They don't sit around for about a year before they're used again. Yeah. That doesn't make that doesn't make for a very interesting yes. TV show. <laughs> So you, you kind of have to jump around a bit, and it's it's not, and it's also not based on one book. I think it's based on two or three books. So, um, whereas obviously Band of Brothers, that those guys that they only spend like two or three months not on the front line. Yeah, it's time. It's, you have that one unit does the entire thing from D Day all the way through to the end of the war. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been looking at at Gun Ho, not so much to do a uh, Pacific Theatre list from Gun Ho. But more towards using the as a nice alternative um, mid-war, or you know maybe late war, but probably mid-war um, rifle company. It's probably, I think that's probably the best because that is mid-war is roughly where they're not completely out technologyed. Yeah, yeah. So um, I mean, I know it won't be a hundred percent historically accurate, and you have to split some bits and pieces out, like adding extra bazookas to the platoons, kind of thing. Um, but I think it would. Uh, I think it would be. It's an interesting painting, modelling. You know, not so much for the gaming side of it. Um, I'm kind of looking for a, a project that I can sort of a filler project that isn't set for something. So a lot of my hobby tends to be. Oh, I need to do this for this. I think this might be just be something for me to do for me. Bits um, and pieces. Yeah, in bits and pieces. <laughs> And uh, spend my time on, you know, and actually paint something to a standard rather than gluing basing material on the platoon as I'm deploying it onto a tournament board. Well, um, I'll probably be doing Japanese at some point, so we can always do some Pacific stuff as well. That sounds good. Because, you know, I, I do miss my old Japanese army. Yeah, I've got his early war cavalry to do as well. Uh, <laughs> Dathan is actually cavalry this in Banzai, is there? No, not in Banzai, but there is in Rising Sun. Yeah, but yeah. it's for, for your uh, 
what's it for your US Marines to face? To face. Oh yeah, no, no. That's why I said early war. They probably just... should. They probably should be a cavalry list, but the part of the problem is, um, I think that'd be in China. And, yes. And obviously, and too cool. do list for that. Yeah. So yes. that's cool. Trying to limit the amount of hobby that I'm kind of getting the urge to to go do, whilst actually having the urge to do hobby in this atrocious heat. I, I definitely thought, you know, uh, I, think, I can't remember we talked about this podcast before, but you talked about um, buying stuff to make up for not doing hobby. Oh, yes. The uh, the hobby hobby replacement retail therapy. And I definitely felt in the heat I've been um, spending a lot more time on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when when you want to feel like you're still doing, you're still an active member of a hobby, so that you just spend money on it. You don't do it. You know, you don't get out and build some tanks. You just buy some more. Because if you're not playing or gaming or painting, at least you're buying stuff. So you're technically still a hobbyist. Um, which is how I exclude, uh, yeah, excuse a lot of my hoarding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still totally playing 40k, honest. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I, I totally need those 6,000 points of Space Marines. They'll come in hand one day, even though they're now on the wrong bases. <laughs> Um, but other than that, I uh, enjoyed uh, a good game against Duncan. What was it? Uh, I know. Mid-war? Yeah, mid-war. Um, it was my, proper. My tank, my tank destroyers got out on the, the table again. And, oh, uh, yes, because I, I saw the pictures of Duncan's ambush. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, that was an ambush, funny. An ambush is being polite to your to your tank, you know, gun teams, if I'm honest. What? Didn't they miss? They, they hit one. <laughs> well, they hit two. One of them bounced, I think. And they did, embarrassingly. But <laughs> it bounced off an M10. Yeah, because it's at front armor five, and it was at long range. Front armor four? Five. Five, four long range? No. Oh, they have the armor? Front armor five. Okay. Get, get with version four, buddy. It's awesome. <laughs> It was it was quite yeah it was shocking. Well, it's more it was more the fact that I'd completely forgotten that you had a platoon in ambush. So quite happily quite drove cute. down the road making tank noises. <laughs> <laughs> but you got your revenge on them. Oh yeah, totally. I did. Um, they ran out. Machine gun the snot out of them. Yeah, with with P forty Warhawks. Daka 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 daka. Yep, they all fell over. <laughs> I mean, they're not getting back up those ones. <laughs> I, th- I think the funniest thing is when I got out of my little slit trenches and charged your tank destroyers in my infantry <laughs> just went hooning across the table at them they can't kill us all yeah well, we played so we played um, we did a, it was a 88 points um, yep. for we we chose well, I, I thought it was thematic to do kind of like a hasty assault or hasty attack whichever one it is um where the, the tank destroyers have kind of stumbled upon your um, 21st Panzer the Pioneers. It was the 90th Light. The 90th Light. Yeah, 90th Light Pioneer Company. And uh, yeah, using pressing pressed into action, my my as 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 frontline tanks, my tank destroyers managed to drive up and then probably get killed slash artilleryed by your catch 25 pounders. They were vicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everything was captured. It was quite funny. We had no uh, German kit, so you're, you're um, living the stereotype there, mate. I'm just saying. I, I, I know. I'm pigeonholing myself horribly, but um, no, I had proper Panzers for once. They turned up late, idiot, <laughs> and then probably um, set on fire. 
Yeah, and then probably just exploded into a big hairy ball of fire. Um, um, not from the tank destroyers, but just from Sherman's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, it wasn't, it wasn't great. But no, it was, it was very close. I think it came down to, if not the final roll, then a series of final rolls. Yeah, it was, it was very close because even though your, your, your panzers weren't great, you weren't a numpty who drove his, one of his core, one of his two remaining core formations being a armored reconnaissance platoon, which had lost its half tracks. Sorry, it lost half of its unit. So it's just one, one armored M3 scout car and a Jeep into assault range no no that wasn't it it was your com- commander wasn't it your commander and his 2IC went to assault the objective oh that was it and yeah, I, managed to bail, I managed to bail one of them out with my anti-tank rifle yep and then I shot the uh, the other one with the anti-tank rifle and bailed that one as well and then just wandered over and asked him if he wanted a cup of tea yeah <laughs> um, so, wouldn't it be yeah. you're playing Germans uh, yeah, probably. Well, no, because he captured the tea from the British with the twenty-five yeah. pounders. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, some so, vodka-laced uh, tea. So we're going for the end of bridge too far. We go. Do you want some chocolate? It's good. Your men dropped it to us yesterday. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. The, the the important thing, my takeaways from that were to um, don't underestimate version four. It's all about your core formations. Your core platoons, your formation platoons, or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to to keep an eye on what you're doing with them and where you're taking the casualties. Um, and one of the problems with tank destroyers is it's literally uh, the tank destroyers and the recce. That is it. And they are small platoons to begin with. And once they start running away, you very easily get a company break. Um, but it was it was it was cool. It was a really good game. It was very twee swingy, twee throwy. Could have gone either way. Uh, I basically pushed up and I had the objective, but I'd taken so many casualties getting there that the uh, tank destroyers fell back. Well, what was left of them anyway? Yes. But it was quite interesting. We had a little crowd of people watching as well, which was nice. They, they obviously were interested in, in Flames, and I don't think all of them were necessarily Flames players. No, no. Um, the, the, the Guildford Club's got a lot of people who are kind of looking... Um, we had a big upswing because of the upswing of 40k, and then now people are looking for other games to get interested in. So I'm going to run an escalate, escalation. Uh, once the the East Front books are out, there's going to be a lot more Flames of War going. Uh, that's good to hear. I think Escalation League is always one of those really good ways to get people into it, especially like get the stages correct and give people incentives to get their armies done. Yeah. Very much so. I assume you're doing the first stage like we've talked about a few times, which is just how many points is a um, like the arm yeah, start box. Yeah, that will be that will be one thing that I'm going to look at. I'm probably doing an article on the blog for it as well. As uh, starting from scratch, what can you build out of each of the boxes, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, some of the games will be a bit imbalanced, but at least, but it's a it's a nice cheap buy, and you get the rule book in there as well. Yeah. So uh, literally, you just need some dice and some tokens, and you're good to go. And yeah, who doesn't like cool dice with logos on the side? <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> I bought, bought way too many of the years. So I know that much. Cool. Um, you also played a game of Arabus Radio War, didn't you? Myself. Yes. Was that? Bef- have we talked? Had a podcast since then? I don't think we have. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we yeah, have, I but I don't think we talked about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I um, had a game of... Uh, uh, had Egyptians uh, with... Uh, borrowed a friend's T, um, Egyptian army, so T-34s, 
not T thirty fours. Here's a sensible one. Uh, T fifty fours. It was a smaller yeah. point value. It wasn't a hundred points. I think it was about seventy something. Just what you had playing around. So it was T fifty fours, some MIGs, some of the old school AA, and some of the BRDM twos uh, against a load of uh, Israeli Bagaches and not Bagaches. He had Centurions. Shots, yes. Yeah, shots. Um, I used a shot company. Uh, and, oh my god, things move really quickly. Um, basically swarmed across the board like a lunatic. I can't remember what mission we were playing, but it was one where the objectives weren't live till turn six. And I uh, swarmed across the board, got there, was really happy, like, yeah, this is it. So many tanks, no way you could possibly stop me. Uh, then his like a couple of little tanks came across the horizon. We traded some shots, and every turn I'd fail one of his that would get back in, and three or four of mine would be on fire. Uh, it was more, it was more just to throw some dice and see how the game actually plays and give it a go and, and see how it actually works on the board. Um, don't assault Israeli infantry with tanks. <laughs> Because um, they all have grenade launchers. Did not realise that. Oh, well, yeah, rifle grenade things, yeah. Yeah. Well, they got higher AP then. They are. Yeah, brutal. I can't remember where it's off the top of my head, but yeah, basically a bit like how in Team Yankee has got a law in, yeah. um, in the old Abbas Ray Wallet. Everyone's got these like anti tank grenades. And they give huh. them like anti tank. Oh, no. So it's, um, it's, it's enough, that. basically, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, it's enough. It really. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, I was laughing as I was machine gunning, you know, as you should. Uh, <laughs> well, maniacally. Yeah, but I, it was, because there were so many dice, and I was finally able to hit something, because he was, he was pushing up to get me off the objective with the remnants of my T-54s. And I was like, oh, I'm going to move all the way around here, because I have all this movement, and I'm going to machine gun the snot out of you. And I did, and he found a lot of his saves. And I was like, and then I'm going to crush the rest under my tracks. And I went, bang. Oh, what's that? Oh, I'm on fire. Oh, there's an Uzi in my top hatch. Oh, everything's dead. Yeah. yeah. Anti-tank, okay. sorry, anti-tank 13, firepower 4. So actually a lot better I'm than sorry? the law. Yep. I mean, no, yeah. 13. See? Yeah. yeah. Only um, only range 4, but yeah. <laughs> I love the fact they've got heat at only range 4. So that's like... It doesn't do anything. Um, I, yeah. I guess it's in case things get bazooka um, skirts later or something. But yeah, even yeah. so, anti-tank 4... 13 it's like and, and the best bit is that they're not like the other like bazookas and stuff they hit on worse like the blind side here and he hits on a five yep. up and assault he's got to hit on a three up yep it uh, was oh my oh no sorry four up the four up and assault but, but still but do they hit your top armor still no they hit side presumably but they shoot side side. Side. Oh, okay. as generally speaking the best side armor is about eight in the game and that's uh, something they haven't overly flirted with too much no, uh, but it's more—it's more the defensive fire. Yeah. Yeah, that's even, horrific. Yeah. Even the even the even the IS three and the T fifty four and a sidearm um, and the T sixty two a sidearm and nine. So that's going to be quite a few hits. To be yeah. fair, now, now I'm looking it up, it is a seventy five millimeter um, diameter <laughs> warhead, which actually is bigger than a law, so actually it makes sense. It's got more punch. <laughs> it, I'll get I'll oh a picture on the, on the actual um, on the actual post. Because it is, it's ridiculous. It's like someone's taken an RPG and sort of welded it to like a rifle grenade. <laughs> it's like... When you absolutely need to... Absolutely cook everyone inside the tank. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, okay, I didn't, I didn't realise that, so that's, that's good to know. Thanks, yeah. uh, thanks, Eddie. 
You're welcome. Yeah, no, um, no there's, uh, there's a um, field full of martyrs who uh, <laughs> 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 I learned that lesson at a price. Um, but it was yeah, it was good. It's good. Like David, the club is is a very. He's done a lot of different game systems. Um, got pretty good at them as well. So it'd be, it's always exciting to play someone who knows games very well and is then learning the history through changing game systems. Yeah, much like I do. Oh God, I'm, I found the pictures now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's quite a terrifying looking object, isn't it? Like um, looking but, at it. But do you forget about this when you uh, when you play against my Israelis? Okay. <laughs> well, just 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 charging anyway. Yeah, you'd be fine. Yeah, it'd be alright. You, you can't hit me. Yeah, I'll roll bad dice. Think I'll be I'll be okay. Well, only T34s you got. What, 74 million of them? You'd be fine. <laughs> With the T-34, it'll just go straight through the other side, so it won't actually explode, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it went on. You get no save, do you, actually? Nope. And it's five power four up. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to do some damage. Ugh. And every team has them. Well, every rifle team, so... Well, every rifle team has them. There's only one, two. There's only two teams that don't have them, which is the mortar and the MG. Because even the blind side has sort of it. Yeah, it's got an eight-inch version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's AT14, so you know. Yep. Yeah. More of the story. Is really is got a really scary reputation for a reason. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to these last two remaining. Ah! Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Don't do it. Bad idea. Bad, bad idea. Use the machine guns. They work very much better. <laughs> cool. Okay, Duncan, other than playing Fez, what have you been up to? Uh, so I've been... What have I been doing? It's a good question. I've finished off my bits and pieces for um, the Entoyment uh, Tournament. So I'm still playing around with lists, but I've got predominantly that done now. I've been... Um, are we talking about Fate 4 uh, Gamers yet? Or are we... Save for the section of the minute, I think. Save for the next section, so I'll save that bit. Uh, well, I've painted up some... Oh, I'll tell you what I did do. I did paint up some stuff for um, the 90th Light. So I wrote an article a little while ago about doing an historical formation. So taking what was in... Um, essentially the Battle of Gazala in 1942 um, with the 90th light deployment there and putting it on a tabletop. So as part of that, I, I got some Stugs and um, I got the SDKFZ-254 and so I, I painted those up so I could actually use them. So the, the 254 is just like an observer vehicle. So I've, instead of using the Panzer II, um, I used the, uh, that on in the game against uh, against Fez, which was um, all right. It was okay. It's, it's a bit strange because I... I, I purposefully um, limited myself to not firing it because it had no guns on it. So I paid all the points for a Panzer II and then and then just sat in a wood. Um, but that's, that's my choice. That's my game. And I was very happy with my choice. Um, but yeah, it's just little bits like that. And so I've got to I've got to paint up some more bits because I did like the the 7.62 gun is a lot more efficient than the um, it's kind of like that halfway house between the, the five centimeter and the pack 40. Um, so it was a lot a lot it felt a lot more secure firing at things and knowing that they were probably going to at least bail. Whereas the the five centimeter when you start facing Shermans and and um, the Grants and things it's it's not quite as cut and dried as that. The other thing I'm str I struggle with a bit in the desert is that everything's only a four plus five pound. 
generally speaking. So unless you've got the 88s and stuff, but all your tanks have got four plus power powered largely apart from the long um, 75s and things. So I, I do struggle to kill stuff. But um, yeah, I've been doing bits and pieces like that. I've got some useless two centimeter flak on on the painting table now because uh, I didn't like the, what the Warhawks did to me. Um, <laughs> I, I'll show you, I'll show you on my guns where the bad Warhawk touched me. Um, They're not so useless now, are they? Well, the, the, the other thing I realised is that in the 90th light box they actually count as um, core platoons. Oh. So even if you've only got a couple of them knocking around to at the back, they still count as one of your core formations. So. From that perspective, uh, going back to your discussion about um, you know making sure that you've got the right points in the right place, yeah, they they do help with that, um, and I think that that could be quite useful because I think two is like four points, something like that. So I've got three just in case, but because I don't like necessarily two gun platoons of things unless I really have to. Um, but yeah, well, that's that's kind of where I'm going with that. With them. If they if, if they're in a position to get shot at, they're not going to survive if there's two or three. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah, um, it's the point of like all you're doing is throwing an extra point in them. That said, three of them is pretty scary in terms of risking your anti-air assets, so your aircraft assets. Yeah, it's good, it's good, it's going to influence the, the opposing player, which is you know, ultimately what you want air to do. And yeah. To do. That, that is yeah, it. and uh, you're not counting the other thing I like down. But they'll make you think twice. Yeah, the other thing I like about them is because they're actually on the half tracks, um, they can deter, like, Recky from coming around and persecuting, yep. like, your your um, tow guns and things. So, yeah, I, I'm... Mm. I was going to say, my old Soviet um, half track AA probably killed more infantry than I ever did shoot at planes. Um, so yeah. Just sit it behind an objective at the end, they gone to ground... Kind of if you can, I don't know, obviously it's ideal situations, but like if you can have like a wood or something that you can sit six inches away from an objective but can't be seen, and then it kind of if your opponent hasn't got any anti air, you just sit there and any air assets, you wait until their infantry get close to an objective and just blast them away. Yeah, I used to have my little flak, the, the flak 3.7s, my German army, for doing that because they're five power, yeah, they're four. horrible. High rate of fire, they're really good for digging stuff out. Mm. Well, the other thing they can do, obviously, is then sit. Behind your anti-tank guns, if, yeah. if you've got, if you're going against, uh, you know, to dissuade infantry assaults. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think the four shots. Yeah. And, and being German, they're cautious. The worst case scenario, you're sitting cover, gone to ground, long range of sevens. To hit. Yeah. You know, not that likely, well, except for artillery, that'd be any issue. Yeah. I'm curious to see if um, the sort of static anti-aircraft guns going to come back. So I would have thought they, they would have appeared in Stalingrad when the Germans they were going to, but. I don't think they will. Absent, yeah. It's a shame I was looking at the unit. I imagine they've been online unit card at some point. Hopefully, yeah. I was I, looking I, at the. Uh, yeah. uh, when I was in the Marine stuff, because they've got the Twin Erklins. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, I could always just use you know, use them as the mobile stats. Yeah, you know, just, just as a proxy car, because they're not a million miles away from, from what they are. And just no. they, maybe don't move them, if, or if you only move, just move them only like four inches if you do move them. Yeah, well, just say so they're getting towed along, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the other option. Well, that's why the guns have a higher dash speed to represent them being hitched up and towed and dropped off again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, well, I don't. Buffalo actually bring the transport on and all that. Yeah, but the version three, bring the vehicle rules on, take them off, kind of thing. It's, you know, it, it was all extra pages and rule book, basically. 
it was a pain in the ass as well because you basically couldn't do anything for two turns. Yeah. As a minimum, and it was just, yeah, it's faff. Um, you got that bizarre thing where you're always hoping the enemy is going to shoot your transport so you actually start your next turn if you've got to pass the saves start your next turn dismounting ready to fire basically <laughs> it was a bit like what's I think it was like 3rd edition was it 4th edition 40k where you would zoom your rhinos up towards the enemy yeah, turn them yeah. sideways and then jump out behind your rhino and yep. charge the turn yep. afterwards I did that many times my world eaters Oh, my Space Wars and Black Templars loved it, but, you know, it got frustrated. And then they made that stupid rule that you couldn't jump out and you got entangled and, uh... Yeah, you couldn't sort out anymore. I went to a rhino drop its tactical marines off in a tournament, and then the guy was like, I've got nothing to do with this rhino, so he death-or-gloried it at a unit of town broadsides, um, who all failed to hit it. <laughs> the rhino slammed into one of them, killed the one broadside, which meant the other two ran off the board because it was right on the back edge. So the tactical reads got out and went, you've got nothing to do now. Our transports just killed the people we were here to kill. Damn you, Carl! <laughs> <laughs> Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> silly game. Yeah, very silly. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, I think, broadly what I've been, yeah, patching together. Cool. I guess that leaves myself, and mine's not too exciting, really. I've finished off building my T-34s for this weekend. I'm currently blacklining them, having sprayed them and done the first the kind of dry brush on the armour. So all I've got to do now do is paint the tracks, paint the details, weather, and decals. I should get them done. Um, as I alluded to earlier, I spent a bit of time on eBay, because there was a, one of the shops and there was doing a big sell-off. I bought myself three blister packs of Soviet naval infantry. Ooh. So, having some crazy, very crazy thoughts of... Um, so, so, I'm currently planning on doing this, not including the Cossacks, which might be in the back burner at the moment, but we'll see. Um, two, Soviet, two different Soviet infantry armies, because I've got the plastic ones, and I've got these guys. So the plastic ones I think about doing is like the proper full Strauk, you know, <laughs> maxed out platoons. And then these guys, they should be a bit quick to paint. I'm going to do up as um, a hero company. Oh, yes. cool. Um, so they've got the card. And if I'm going to do a few conversions, there's actually a really old article they did about doing head swaps between the uh, naval troops and the yeah. um, standard Strauk. Uh, because as the war went on, the they stopped making, well, they didn't have enough naval uniforms. They would just start wearing Strauk uniforms. Um, normally colour, sometimes coloured black, sometimes not. So and they had their helmets, which yeah. I remember somebody yeah. was like, there's one that had like um, the great coats for, for for normal stroke, and their um, they were infantry all mixed together on the bases, which is quite yeah. cool. So a few of the guys, oh that's really cool, great coats like on a, that kind of thing. So like I've, a hodgepodge, yeah, a little yeah. bit. So I've ordered a blister of the old old style stroke as well. So um, I'm gonna the old metal ones. So I'm gonna do some head swaps. Um, <clears throat> It also means using stuff like the flamethrowers and the HMGs is a bit easier because I don't have to do quite so many conversions because I can go where they've just got new uniforms. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I'll do some. I'll do some head swaps and stuff, but I'm not. I don't know how crazy I'm going to go on the head swapping front. We'll see. I probably will. I might do it now. And now that I'm not going to go that head crazy, I probably will go crazy and do loads. I think the um, entire time playing things, well, I've done precisely two times. I tried doing a head swap on a 50 millimeter model, and, re- and both times regretted it. Yeah. yeah I've- I've, I've got, got a ton of Australian heads, and they never made it onto my Div cavalry. 
Well, just uh, never. It's the thing. I've, I've got a few spare models, so if it goes wrong, then yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Sorry. We'll never mention. But uh, the first free base then can be done up in my scouts for the entertainment yeah. event because um, I kind of I think I just wanted to paint them. That's no other reason. I think it's a very good platoon. It's just there to give me a bit of a recce move, and then they're probably going to hide because they're three bases of infantry, and if one dies, they're on Tess. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, yay! Um, but yeah, I picked a few other things. Uh, I went down in Toyman and they to check out the new shop, and they had a lot of random blisters which you can't really get anymore, so I just picked them up. So I've got some snipers for Stalingrad. The old one was also. Um, I, I picked up the um, the guy we were talking about the last podcast we all did together. The um, what's it? The T, T uh, Sherman seventy six commander, the special character guy. Oh yeah, with the uh, the flag. Uh, no, no, uh, the T thirty four one. This is the uh, this is the Sherman one. The Dimitri something or another. Yeah. The I can't even say it, the Imnorovlovchevi hero. Yeah, I picked, up, I picked up him, and at some point, I'm going to pick up probably for three box sets, uh, four box sets of shirt, plastic Germans, and paint them up into Soviet colours because that's how oh. I do Soviets. I, pick, I go, oh, what thing do I paint this week? That one. They, I buy twenty of them. I didn't yeah. repaint them. No, they, no, they didn't. So I've, I've got some uh, American spray, and I really like that look in the army when you have like oh. when you have yeah, like, all the different greens. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that's going to look really cool. Soviets. Uh. Um, I just really hope they make the new late war stuff. I imagine they will because they're plastic. It'd be silly not to include them. And like the yeah. leaser, the leaser in, in enemies of the gates. So uh, I imagine that these guys will make it over. Um, and then yeah, I've, I've built my Arab Israeli stuff, but because of the tournament, I haven't really started yet. But so I've kind of done. I want to have <gasps> a cheat month, but my first month's gonna be pretty straightforward because it's free. Um, was it T T fifty fives? What they called them? Tram fives. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my art and the uh, four one five five artillery, and that's it. So do you, do you feel persecuted at all, Fez? Like the, these Israeli <laughs> players saying, "Oh, I've finished my uh, finished my stuff," or you know, I've put together three models and that's seventy percent of my army done. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan, d different people have different hobby abilities, and it's nice that those who <laughs> just can't bring themselves to be hobby hardcore. Are still able to participate in this wonderful hobby of ours. <laughs> I am do, doing a horde Israeli army. It's not my fault. The horde Israeli. Well, it isn't isn't AMXs. It's not my fault. The horde army that isn't AMXs is like ten Germans and three other tanks. Uh, all I heard was wow, wow, wow. I'm not hardcore. I'm sorry. It just yeah. Oh, and I, I also picked up a. Um, uh, it's not a Yak Free. What is it? A Soviet plane, which I can't remember now, top of my head. Because I watched a Sabaton music video, they put, they put a load of they put a load of stuff from I, th I think it's from some Soviet uh, documentary. Uh, like they, they, so some guy made their own music video out of Soviet documentary bits. Was it a fighter? Was it a fighter plane you got? Yeah, probably and, a big three. Um, and it, it was just really, really cool. With the one in the video had like the guards logo on it, and the camera looked really cool. And I was like, I really want that. So it might be just doing some. It might be having to be counting as some other ground sat planes at some other point. Or turn it to objective. That's what I, I do. Was say. Or crash it. Yeah. Well, it's already on the flying stand. So. Eh? Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, so no, it's not me. What's the other one? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yak. yak. It's probably a yak or a mig. They're the most common ones. Uh, or a Lucian. Lucian fighter. 
Uh, I, I will look it up and I will let you guys know what, it, what, what the hell I've actually bought because the box it was in Russian, so I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know. Does, is this Firefox? Is it the right scale? <laughs> yeah, oh yes, the right scale for the planes. Okay. Right, so I guess I think it's looking at just quickly looking at various websites. Um, LA five FN six B Investor one one forty four fighter. Looks kind of like it's kind of look like a F one hundred nine, like a Wolf one hundred nine. Yeah, uh, like yeah. What was it? Sorry again. LA five FN. LA FN. I'm sorry. When it comes to Soviet kit, I'm very much Cold War. Oh yes, yes, that's exactly what I bought. So there we go. Uh, um, yeah, LA5 is just what Wikipedia is calling it. I'm going to go with an LA5. Yeah. Which is weird. I used, to be really, I used to be really up on my planes, and I don't know why I didn't know the name of this one. Lavachkin or something like that. Apparently. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Oh, they only beat 10,000 10, of them. It's not like it was that popular. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a small fry. That, oh, there was one of those moments. Uh, my, my Heart of Iron 4 anecdote for the day. When you when you when you when you when you're building thirty divisions of Soviet infantry and you go oh my god I'm like five thousand guns short and then you look and it's going to, you realize it's going to take you twenty days to make that many guns. Oh. <laughs> like yeah, Soviet issues. Second like, like world problems, like you say. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a Lucian Lucian five. There we go. Lucian. Yes. Lotion. Okay. Lotion. Yes, we'll go with that. Cool. Anyway. The lotion um, in the back. Yeah, uh, it rubs the lotion. I'm meant to be playing anime game on Tuesday, and I don't know if I'm going to have time now because they're painting. So, uh, as, as always, we're going in cold to the event on Saturday, but eh, it'll be fine. You know, learn by doing. Anyway, uh, what's the next? So, what's the next topic? That's kind of really iteration. Fate of all gamers. Yeah. Yeah. Covered my bit. Yeah, I built some stuff and. Fate of uh, two gamers and two people who are phoning it in. (laughs) 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 Uh, The resentment is set in there. (laughs) (laughs) I did say at the beginning, what you know, you know, why Fed got why Fed's got the horde army. You sure we should be nice to him and giving him the Israelis. Oh, I bought those as well. I've got those in a separate box. Oh. <laughs> of course you have. Both sides. You can't just, you know, have one. I'm, I'm, got... I'm kind of still waiting for Oil War because I want to see how much I can convert over a, a, a um, uh, what's that country? The one that's not oh, Egypt. Yeah, that's a good point. Syria? Yeah, Syria. I want to see how much I can do a Syrian army that kind of... I, I mean, it's not like Syria's been in the news or anything, so it's one of those countries yeah. you easily forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> been in the news? Yeah, but the guy... There's a guy... <laughs> um, he got his PayPal transaction blocked because he sent it to his friend. He said, all the Syrian stuff. Pope's <laughs> box. Holy bed You've been in attacks. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's on a watch list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all are by now in our search histories. Well, <laughs> I, I, I said that, didn't I? Uh, and then to a signed Edgelon def- officer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping to some stuff I searched. That, oh, that does remind me at work. You know, the work the other day, we had this um, bank staff come in, and, they, and she said, she actually said her job was just to sit by this patient, a very patient that had this medication. 
pouring stuff, thinned out her blood. She only fallen over once. We're really worried she's going to fall over and bleed internally. Um, and she she got one of the work iPads and went. So how strenu- How much do they check your search history after you've used one of these? <laughs> like, what the hell are you looking what? up? <laughs> Pretty much the first thing I said to her, you hear, going to be sitting, cool, can you use the iPad? Yeah, sure, of course you can, you do need to stay awake all night. Um, yeah, and how much do they look at your search history? I'm like, what are you doing? Horns um, broke, by the way. <laughs> Everything I search for was legal in the country where it's filmed. <laughs> 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 oh dear now it's just a harm the production of this meal <laughs> <laughs> just very surprised <laughs> yeah no, for, for for my Israelis for fate of a nation though I am being kind to myself I am you know they're, they're at least seven points each a tank for the gatch twos I, I thought you better say like yeah I'm, I've done AM, AM, AMXs because after doing you know 30, after 31 tanks 31 points they seem like an absolute like, <laughs> it's, it's luxurious <laughs> have to walk in the park now I just I love the pattern the M48A2 so I've, I've, I've got six of those to paint out um, and then just various other bits and pieces like infantry mech uh, and the the das outs and some of those lovely uh, tow not tow not the tow jeeps the um, close rifles close rifles yeah that's it mm. it's called rocket jeep I'm there you know <laughs> they, they look so cool as well they, they do do. they do look cool I always found them really disappointing in old fate of a nation you're pretty brutal <laughs> oh. sorry just got to chat uh, too oh. overboard that's right, it's one list to face on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, that's right, this is a spare one. I've got, I'm building 21. Oh. <laughs> Just a tease. Just a tease. But yeah, um, cool. And how's the paint? Oh, you did say you haven't even base code them. How long have we got left? Two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah, I've got time. I've got time. <laughs> it's going to be all right. I mean, I've, I'm using the uh, Vallejo um, all-in-one primer base coat stuff. The Vallejo Service Primer, it's, yeah, the Vallejo Service yeah. Primer is, is a godsend. Is that what you use, Lee? Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, I bought a big toe of it for all yeah. seven tanks I've got to do, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you buy it out so the Fez didn't have any? Is that what? Are <laughs> you trying to sabotage him? Ah, uh, no, different colours, you see, he's doing, yeah, cyanide oh. grey. I, I, I got lucky, I was trying to work out, I was trying to work out how to do the colour. I just typed in cyanide grey, and the first thing that popped up on Amazon was, this big thing of um, IDF Sinai grade 1961 to 1973. He goes, well, that's probably it then. Um, <laughs> you didn't go into um, home base and try and get him to colour match it, did you? Big cheap primers. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's a blast, my hobby pass right there. <laughs> um, no, like I say, so um, because I was going to be, a, it's a really awkward month because like um, air, show, air show seasons and like farmer that kind of thing. So I knew I was going to be up against it in terms of trying to get stuff done, especially going away to Plymouth next week for the family. So I said to myself, right, I need, I need a nice, easy 33 points, and that's basically three Megax-6s, which is about half the army. So um, I got those built up by begging, borrowing, and stealing various M6s of other people because I had a chance to meet with Fez yet um, on the promise of paying them back with M60s. 
Yes. But they've got a chance to meet with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it must have been a late buy. It's really weird. Huh? <laughs> yeah, with one windscreen wiper up. Yeah. <laughs> what he does, though, is they're going to repack all of his, uh, his, his loads of oil products with uh, T-34s. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's one, it's one tank that's ready to afford to actually buy to keep. It's like, oh, T-34, we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, looking at oh, no thanks. Yeah. And which about the country, it's up-gun up Shermans with a 105mm main gun. It's like, yeah. <laughs> there's only so much we could do with this thing. They probably just use them as like a, you know, a budget taxi service. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh. running around Tel Aviv, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talking about, um, so it was it meeting on uh, lay by so when you came down there, it's a shame you couldn't go a bit earlier because I was going to introduce you to my mum as my dealer. As you come in this big box of like models, yeah, here's my dealer. See, look, here he is. <laughs> it's just stuff, man. It's the I'd good give stuff. her a give her a demo tank, yeah, yeah, just build it. The first one's free, you know, we'll <laughs> it's all right, yeah, don't worry, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right, make some tank noises, yeah, go for it, all your boots. That's it. So the, 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 the ten minutes I spent flying a mirage around my living room, though, I'm kind of glad yeah. mum wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, so like I say, got those free built up, got those free painted over the course of um, basically a couple of weeks of evenings of painting. Let's say Vallejo surface primer and known oil, the old Gings Workshop wash, where my saviors for this project. So I cut out a lot of the time. And yeah, oh, I think they've question. Anything else? On your, on, sorry, yeah. Oh, go on. No, no, go, go, go. Anything that really caught me was, um, I know they say cyanide grey really varies, but I was expecting like a grey green colour, that's what the Battlefront version is. And like this one here is more like a khaki. It's like, yeah, it's like your yeah. Gings version of Commander Khaki. And I, I look online, I can find photos of both colours. So it's like, okay, well, I don't feel I was too far off their um, mark on it. But hey, for Leo's say this is cyanide grey. Who am I to question? <laughs> Especially when it, me- it cuts my painting time, but I have. I, I will be honest, I had the same thing. I looked at yours and went, man, they're really bright. But then, I say, I looked it up and went, some of them do seem to be that bright. So, sure. A lot of the, yeah, like I say, I can, find, I can find ones that do look like grey-green, so that's not an incorrect answer. And I can find, like I say, we look at the picture on the front of the Fate Nation book, the old one, that was more like that colour, so it's like, mm. okay. Well, it probably started off grey-green and then very quickly got bleached. Yeah, but the time I get dust effect and that kind of thing on there, it's all going to be, I'd like to say, light conditions. First of all, I'm not going to put too much sweat in. Sweat about I think you had to repaint them all. Um, <laughs> like I say, like, the historical colour, I had to repaint your entire army. It's like that picture which just around when everyone, someone complains about people painting their uh, German infantry in the wrong colour. Yeah, so great. that picture yeah. of like, the 30 different German uniforms, all slightly different colours, ranging from very grey to very green. Yeah, it does make me laugh. Yeah. I mean, if you if you had a match of if you sit there spraying up tanks and you got the mix slightly wrong or the the paint set you've used is a bit of an off shade of green, you'd imagine them going, "Nope, nope, paint them all again. They're wrong colour, wrong colour." There's a picture of someone popping a Team Yankee group of their um or the BRDMs or B, no, BTRs in this like BTRs, yeah. and just, and the different c- colours of green. I mean, age spraying, but my green being a bit too dark, and I'm thinking, you know what? I can see one BTR in there looks the right colour, so I'm calling it. <laughs> I think someone said, oh, it help, it, it'll help, it, you don't have to worry about the colour. I guess, no, now I have to find the right colour for that production run of what this army was using. <laughs> 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 
So I'm, I'm all did done for the first segment anyway for, for, for Fable Nation. I am now did you, um, gaming. Did you stowage yours up? Because I know you love a you love a bit of stowage. I do love a good bit of stowage. But yeah, I, I I applied lots of like bed rolls and tarp rolls and extra jerry cans Ooh. that kind of thing on there. The only thing I missed that's uh, really obvious. Now, now I've done it. Um, I'm going to hopefully not play this ring, but Jesus, um, one of the guys, uh, sort of messaged back and forth on this, pointed out I missed the actual, um, like, like the, the orange um, air recognition things had on the, on the back of the bustles, the engine decks. Ah, right. Fair point. So I'm, I think on the next batch, I'm going to get those on there. Yes, they're not finished then, are they? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I haven't got a tank commander model in there, so yeah, you're right, it's not finished. <laughs> Heresy, how dare you! One of the things I was pondering, because these race had so many casualties of tank commanders, because they, they fought unbuttoned a lot. So I was at one point pondering having all the tanks unbuttoned, but I thought it would make it a bit hard to remember which is the platoon commander. <laughs> <laughs> Not really matters with them, because they like two tanks, one's dead, the other one's buggering off, so... <laughs> I mean, it's not like, you know, my, my Japanese commander having his sword waving from his tank. It's actually, <laughs> like, realistic, you know. Drive closer, I want to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it just, it's, I'm not saying it's realistic, but it just looks cool to have the commander. Yeah, well, it's like Paris with berets on. It's like, you know, yeah. very rarely they actually fight with their berets on, but it does look badass, so. <laughs> and it makes them look like Paris, otherwise they're just in the British Army with really cool smocks. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool smocks. Always <laughs> Really cool, awesome looking smocks. Best camera of the war, just saying. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I'm not convinced by that. One. I, mean, I, I love a bit of splinter, personally. Yeah, it's a bit of a teeth dryer statement there, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's bold. It's good. I don't know if it's the best. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I think to about a day or so ago, Fez might have said the US uh, Marine Arm uh, camera was really good too. Really good to paint it. <laughs> what I'm going to say is that Dennis the Smock, but you can basically draw a direct line from Dennis the Smock camo to modern uh, multi-terrain pattern. Cause it always kept, it always looks roughly the same in how it all breaks down. They actually modified multicam to look more British, I say air quotes, into MTP. So it had like the streaks and colours and stuff. Yeah. It's, still, yeah, it's, so, still, it's still Splinter though, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Faustian Jaeger is greater than uh, British powers. I mean, you know. Just, just saying. Yeah, we don't even. They don't even need, need guns when they jump. Oh. I mean, yeah, they, they, they just did one parachute jump and said, "That's enough for us." We were... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steering yeah. parachute. Who needs to do that? One. Yeah, that really disastrous one during the uh, during the bulge. I mean, like really disastrous. I mean, like. Oh yeah, well, everyone Are you captured. saying it was a non-disastrous Falschmaker combat? <laughs> Holland. <laughs> Yeah, Belgium, Norway. the Belgian force. Yeah, onto the fort, yeah. But when you're basically launching the attack unprovoked onto the people and catching them off guard, yep. Yeah, onto Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> we're neutral, we're, we're okay. What's, what's going to happen? Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> you can't just say you're neutral, experiments just going to say, okay. Apart from if you're Swiss. Yeah. Oh, we're neutral. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Neutral. <laughs> Misread it. Okay. Take sorry. it back, Hans. Take it back. <laughs> I just be thinking she's back at us, right? <laughs> oh, dear. That means you're just not miffed when we take over. You're just neutral about it, right? <laughs> Tell my wife I said hello. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, it's, it's me and my Aerostrewn month. Aerostrewn. <laughs> so, what's uh, movie going swiftly on? What's. Uh... <laughs> um, 
You'd have thought I'd be better at it by now. Let's get yeah, the violin I mean, tuned up. Go for it. <laughs> oh, God. So, to start with, I've, I've ordered too many uh, IS3s. There's, there's too many of them now. I don't know if it's that's the thing. They have multiplied because they said there's three on a box, but there's actually five. Which beta actually used to be three in a box, I want to say. Yeah. Well, the box says three, on the, three in the box, and it just lies because there's not three in a box. There's, there's five in a box. Well, so that, that, was, that was a mistake. It's Nintendo giving you a happy surprise. Um, yeah. It's an unhappy surprise. That's what Battlefront thought. No one could be, no one could be miffed if you get extra eyes. <laughs> well, yeah. when, you're like, I'm I'm sure. angry, when I'm angry, I'm like, okay, what's this? What's this? My eyes freeze. I'm like, okay, they all came broken. I got well, two no, extra ones in each box. I'm like, yeah, I mean, seriously, I'd be so annoyed at that. Well, no, it's because I bought two boxes and they turned up. And then I was like, oh, that's not enough. So then I've, I've got another box that's coming and now I've got too many. But I'll find, I'll find something. I was going to do some objectives anyway. I was going to do an objective with a burning IS-3 uh, because that's one of my um, one of my reasons that I'm on a watch list is, is Googling images of destroyed IS-3s and, <laughs> and things like that. Um, so that, that, that's one error. Um, apparently ZSU-57s aren't shilkers. That, that's another thing. Um, apparently they've only got two barrels. Um, it's really big. They are really big, and I'm, I'm not. I'm not sad. It just means that I'm going to have to jig my points around because they're they're cheaper. Look, they got in Arab Israeli because they can kill Shermans. They uh, are up to the point. The part from the fact they can't. They're, they're worse against aircraft. They can't. Yeah. Fast jets. So against fast their, jets, um, they're going to struggle. I've only got four. I've only got four fast jets. So that's less of an issue. But um. <laughs> yeah, they're, my Shermans um, though, because they're about eighty. My, my Shermans. Uh, yeah, they'll probably shred that. Exactly. Yeah, so you know, y- yin yang. It's, it's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just um, that I will have to include something else. So I think I might have to include uh, was it SU one hundred. So I may have. I may have upped my model count by six. That's very cool, like the old school. Oh, uh, yeah. It's basically a Soviet army from nineteen forty six now. <laughs> is, is what's happened, um, and I, I so I, all of this didn't arrive in time for me to start as well. So I, I, I had the same idea as Lee. I thought, you know what, I'm on, I'm on holiday for the first week of this month. I'll have a nice, uh, easy month, and I'll do the TS, uh, T62s. Uh, T62s aren't in country, and I think someone said they're, what is it, late August, September time? Something like that. I think it's been mentioned on one of the Facebook groups, but they're not going to arrive for quite a while. And I thought, oh, oh. Oh no! Well, at the, so, at the open day, just so you know, the, at the open day, I, I think I heard Pete saying they had one little sink hole on the mould that they were trying to fix. Okay. So I I, think I, it's I, a quality thing rather than anything else. They just didn't want to release it. Oh no, it's cool. It was just me cheating. It just I was going to have an easy month, <laughs> and then that, that went out the window. Oh, so and I thought, well, I couldn't cheat properly. Ooh. Yeah, I couldn't cheat properly. Karma. Yeah, I know. And then I thought I could do some. I'll do, I'll do my ten IS threes. Yeah, that didn't happen either. So I got left with the uh, Thunderbolt Company. So I'm now currently painting um, a million Thunderbolt Company uh, troops, which is fine. They're cool. Um, up until the point when I found a picture of them with with camouflage helmet covers. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was doing so well, and then I looked at it and I went, oh, you, I, I won't say what I said. Um, it was a long <laughs> line of expletives. It's one of those things where, where you can't unsee it. So now I know that they had helmet covers, potentially, with, uh, with camo on. So uh, that's happening. 
So we're going to have some helmet covers. So I've got, uh, I think it's just shy of 80, 80 individual figures that are now going to get um, individual dots on their helmet covers. You're going to write their names on the inside as well. <laughs> I, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I can't unsee it. The trouble is now I'll look at it and go, hmm. Plus, I've also uh, accidentally got another Thunderbolt company for when I want to run Ooh. Thunder, Thunder, Thunderbolt. <laughs> um, <laughs> Duncan? The picture I'm looking yeah. at here, but the, 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 it was not just the helmets got camoed, the entire uh, um, yeah. fatigue's camoed. I've seen that. Uh, and they've also got one with uh, like a kind of, uh, like a stone grey webbing overcoat, like waistcoat almost. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. It's, uh, I forgot how... Um, yeah, crushing infantry can be. Yes. Actually, they've not they've not been too bad. It, to be honest, I have to say this because they're the, because the way the platoon or so the company is actually constructed, it's been a, there's been variety, which is nice. So there's eight um, stands of uh, AK forty seven troops. Then there's um, six stands of RPGs, and then two commanders, and then um, there's also three saggers, and then the Grail. So actually, really like. The Holy Grail, yeah, because there's only one, because that's my entire AA at the moment, is <laughs> three three dudes with surface-to-air missiles going, oh, no. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, at least it's broken up a bit from that perspective, which is, it's not been too bad, but I have suffered as well by the, um, I had the opposite. I went to spray my troops with my trusty Zandri Dust spray from Games Workshop, and it actually decided that it was going to absolutely gank it down for, uh, like, 36 hours. So I, I had a small delay from uh, not the heat, but from actually uh, a torrential downpour and lightning storms. So um, I'm making steady progress now, and I hope I hope to be on uh, time. And actually, if, if it all goes well, then I should be kind of ahead of the curve because I'll have done the most tricky bit, I guess, first. But, um, you, should, you should know. You should know by, by now. It's in the UK, you have a one-week window of ideal sw- undercoating <laughs> weather. Oh, that is oh. too humid. It's too cold. It's too warm. <laughs> it was. It was not. Yeah. It was not. It was not my friend. I got everything together, and I, I used the um, secret weapon. Um, it's not actually from secret weapon, but it's the Winds and Newton stuff. And yes. I think you tried this, haven't you, Eddie? Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Um, so I used that for the bases, and I got all that done, and it dried really quick, so I can't really complain. Um, of course you can. There we go. But you can. I, I can complain, but actually it was a double-edged sword. So I, I think I'm probably about two-thirds of the way through painting them. And Yeah, there were some questions I had like on some of the equipment. I wasn't quite sure whether things like the RPGs and, and the missile uh, for the, the Grails, whether they were going to be Soviet green or whether they were repainted and stuff, but it sounds like they were mostly Soviet green. So... Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I'll get back on schedule, to be honest. But yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting month of highs and dizzying heights and terrifying lows. Most <laughs> uh, of that I just had wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. I hate my Egyptians. But these yeah, ice-3s are really cool. I'm just sticking together some ice-3s now, actually, and they are, they are just... Oh, they're so, they're so pretty. It's resonant. Make you feel better. Your ZSU's 57s, yes, they're minus one to hit against the Jets. Yeah. But they we are hit. front armour two. Yeah, one better than Front armour two. And what's that, 80 on the uh, the Israeli anti-tank grenade? 
Fourteen. Um, <laughs> yeah. First side of one. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's just wasting the shot, really. <laughs> to walk up and go, excuse me. But like um, like like Ben says, we are anti-tank nine firepower four. It's going it's to yeah. shred it. Shred it. Shred it. Yeah, they only range twenty four is the problem there. Yeah. yeah, but the the, the shield guns are only range twenty. Yep, fair point. Yeah, yeah but the shield guns will probably hit something. Uh, I was getting them off the anti air because I, I I am quite scared of of Israeli planes. Well, just um, roll just roll your you know your hits on a D twenty, you'd be fine. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> no need to be scared of Israeli planes. I mean, I don't think Lee has any, do. You? No, no planes at all. Exactly. You don't have to be worried about Israeli planes. Yeah, beds won't turn up the entire game, so... Yeah, That's no I've, only, uh, I've only got four. But ASUs used to be rate of fire 5, anti-tank 11, actually dropped down to rate of fire 3, anti-tank 9. Yeah, I thought they were better than 9. So, so. I always remember them being like a, uh, basically firing a ZIS-2 up in the air, basically, so... <laughs> Catch this. <laughs> I mean, when it hits an aircraft, it's really going to hit with firepower 4, so, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, that is true. I mean, it is only minus one. I, it, I was just looking for some, they, something a little bit more substantial, but they're, they're fine. They're fine. Well, I see. You're, you're, right? backing up, you're backing them up the Grails, and the Grails, oh, like, rate of fire free, um, you know, range 48. So, they're you know, a pretty broad area anti-aircraft. They have to be stationary, though, don't they? Yeah, but what else could you do? Just leave, leave, leave them back in the start line. Range 48, you can cover most of the table, so. Uh, it's not, it's not like they have two up, but they used to be. Yeah, no, that's three. true. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the attacker troops actually. The, the, I had a look at them, and they, they were the they were the thing that made me almost exclusively go for the Egyptians because they look really cool the, the, as a as a concept and and as a in game um, unit. The the idea that I can actually get across the table reasonably effectively without any kind of transport because um, their skill rating is quite good um, and just just yeah. They, they're tooled up. The one, actually, the one modelling thing I should have actually mentioned was that uh, those saggers are so crowded on the base with with six figures. My God, you can't get anything around them because they've got um, the guys with the like the kind of aiming device are laying down, and then the sagger itself is on its own little um, base, and then you've got another three figures to go on it as well. So, so I, I actually I ended up splitting them off. I had a couple of ideas about how I was going to pet mine when I eventually get around doing this. Because one of the things they did, I, for start, they mostly were dug in. So I was going to have, like, the guys, the periscope in the head poking above, then had the missiles out arrayed and then, like, dug in. And the other thing is, you used to have, um, on the actual launch unit, you can have up to four missiles attached. And so, um, like, basically you rattle off one, then, then as that hits, you fire the next one, and so on. Okay. So I was going to just having one guy, then the four, like, three missiles in front of him. <laughs> Cop this, yeah. I mean, it was it was a bit it was a bit crowded. And then the other thing I sh- I thought actually is the freeze of identification between that and the um, anti air missile. Um, I've got four on a base now, and then the anti- the uh, Grail's got the um, the six on a base. So that that's still a little bit busy, but at least it kind of because they're aiming up and things like that. It's a little bit um, it's a little bit more palatable. I don't know why, but it kind of reminds me of this. Uh, some guys um, nebs I saw years ago, where he did all the nebs without any guys on the bases. They all just had wires, and they all went back to the command team. Oh, that's yes. pretty cool. Um, and like command team had like the trigger to fire them all. So um, I mean, I, I you know, I'm not saying a neb was particularly overcrowded on the base, but um, no. it just kind of reminded me of that as like a solution to issues. They just don't stand behind it. <laughs> 
I'm sure it'd be fine. I mean, just, in all fairness, I wasn't standing in front of it either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it's just a person. It was probably a personal thing from my perspective. Just it looked weird when I put them on there. It just looked a bit, yeah, a bit strange. It, so it's one of yeah. the things I, I've had. I had a few issues with is doing uh, artillery on the new style bases with the preset holes. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the preset holes. It can be a bit awkward. I, I, I don't. Mind, I love them on normal infantry because the way I do my basing, yeah. having the normal infantry sunk in a bit. Because uh, with the uh, basing stuff I use, it makes it means I have to do one layer, or I used to have to do two layers. Yeah. Um, but with the artillery, the, I mean, it, I can get it to work, but there's always like one or two guys, and like they just look a bit out of position. Um, I trying to do six pounders on a medium base was I, I kind of had to use the old bases. Oh, because the, the way that they're actually laid out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's that's I think that's my my biggest thing on the the, the bit large bases is they're they're kind of weird. Um, I had that with a bit with the Soviets putting putting them on the six to a base because they're quite clumped, and then trying to paint them afterwards was a bit of a they were they were just a bit too close. But, I, you know, paint, I was painting them before I put them on the base, but yeah, it's just personal preference. But that, that creates other issues in all fairness. <laughs> I, I'm a messy baser, so yeah, I I have to do it last. Otherwise, um, <laughs> or first even. Don't search for that, kids. Not messy baiting. <laughs> oh god. Cool. Oh no, not my my poor internet browser. <laughs> right. There we anything else hit on Arabs ready before we move off? Just looking forward no. to it. It's just a yeah. Yeah, yeah really enjoy playing those M60s. Um, I, I've actually also uh, purchased some stuff from Adam today at Dice of War. So I got the the Fez kindly picked me up the uh, Egyptian uh, unit cards at the open day, so I've gone for a sexy little wallet to put them in and uh, some uh, yeah and some sexy Egyptian dice. Yeah, it, it took me a while, but I put a zero at the end of all the ATs for you, like you asked. It's a bit of a weird. <laughs> <laughs> I do like wallets; so they're quite good for the whole the cards in. Makes it makes yeah, it a table. You can just click through it. And... Well, someone was mentioning about how they were. Um, Oh, that, there's a bit, someone having a bit of a whine about them on Facebook, and I actually think that the unit cards are really handy. Um, I do, and yeah, they do get a bit cluttered, but I noticed that on, on Monday night that I only had maybe half a dozen cards, but mm. um, just having them on the baseline, it was just like, mm, I didn't like it, but yeah, flicking through them, and I, I think it does help, because you've got, you do have to keep referring back to them, there's a few more things to remember, especially when it comes to like the skill rating and motivation ratings, Yeah, so more than anything. I mean, the thing I would say is I wasn't sure about them, but I say having had used them, I think we talked about this previous cast, I've, I've really come around to them. But also, more and more games are using stuff like this, so there's clearly there is a, it must be beneficial, because otherwise why would, mm-hmm. any, why would all these games companies be spending the money on them? Well, the, the, the thing that is, you know, you don't have to lay them all out to look at them all at once. You can just put them in a pile. And it's if you do put them in a pile, it's smaller than the, the book you'd have to have around anyway. Mm. Yep. You know, that's the thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to reference stuff. It's like, well, we either guess and get it wrong, or you look it up in the book, which is five times the size, six times the size of a little card. But I just think, like, all the, all the fancy flight miniature games, they use them. Uh, game of, The new Game of Friends, oh, sorry, Song of Ice and Fire miniatures game uses them. Uh, this uses them. Team Yankee uses them. And it's obviously the oh, Yankee, actually, I've started to put them in now oh, as well. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Titanicus is using it. Um, get a ne- Necromunda uses it, so clearly there is a there's a move towards 
Yeah, and clearly people, and again, you wouldn't, I mean, although obviously when it, the first game I ever used playing this was like the Strapion Wars, and then they actually ended up moving away from it and put it all into a book. But yeah. um, obviously there must be, a, well, yeah, but I wouldn't necessarily go by what Spartan Games is, good business practice, in all fairness. Um, no. No. Uh, shots fired, but not really, because they're out of business. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know there is there is obviously a, there is obviously a want to go this way and again because these companies won't be spending it and i think it's just getting your mindset changed you know for years we've gone you've gone for the rule book you've gone for the yeah. you know the armory the back of the book whatever now it's just in front of you but even when it was the, the rule book um army books and stuff i did used to take uh like a scan of the armories and have them as separate yeah. pages for ease of access because I didn't want to really break my spine on the um, on the big books necessarily flipping through them all the time. So I think it's just a, a, probably a, um, an, a sort of extrapolation from there. Well, I it's, it's that, but it takes the extra level that you flip the card yeah. and then you have all of the actual you know special rules written on it as well. That's really useful. And and also from a from another point of view, it can be quicker to do like a rule change. So for instance, if you find out something's completely busted, well you just put a new card out there. Where, yeah. And you, I mean, obviously, then you'd have to let people know that what's in the rule book is wrong. But you know, that that is my one concern over the cards is card versus rule books as to which trumps which because we've had a few. Um, I believe anomalies. The book, I believe it's the rule books. I had this one. I, I think I talked to you guys when I got my Canadians. Yeah. And the uh, the AA the AA has um, in the card it says you can only have four in the book it says you can have six in the platoon. I believe the six is right, but I I mean I can't see myself ever running more than four anyway. So meh. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> you just at feel he hates it, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's so, no, that's that's me. Whilst we're still vaguely talking about fate of a uh, fate of a nation, uh, this episode's flat pans a fun fact. <laughs> Syria acquired six Jagpans of four L slash forty eights in the nineteen fifties that were used in conflicts with Israel until nineteen sixty seven. So, the, so what you're saying is they should be in the... the, the <laughs> I would have stayed in Syria until that being an option. <laughs> so, what, so, so this is a bit of this. One of, uh, so I was looking at this a while back. Um, the, there's like, during the Syrian civil war, the early days of it, there's a whole bunch of um, the old Stug 44 assault rifles appeared being waved around. And they, they appeared in, a, in the Iraq insurgency as well. And the reason it is, basically, the Soviets kept all that after um, taking over Germany. And rather than sell them all the Gucci Russian kit um, to client states, they sold them like basically German hand-me-downs to like the likes of Syria. <laughs> so that's why you see all these um, like you know, Panzer fours and Stug forty fours and that kind really? of. Really? Yeah. That's really cool. But but because we, uh, I remember as one of his big long thread on one of the um, some forum was on back in the day about this guy in out in Iraq who basically found a what made it to a crate of factory fresh Stug 44s and he was desperately trying to work out a way of getting them back to the US where they you know make a oh, mid set of, yeah, set of working condition assault rifles it's like it's like yeah Jeez. 
That's why. Basically, it was like the Russians just had all the stuff and they socked it off. That's brilliant. Yeah, come come and have a look at this uh, new range in <coughs> assault rifles. Uh, <laughs> it looks a lot like a Klasnikov. Ah, but it's not. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Notice it's fine build quality. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like you're they're they're, they might be better built. <laughs> oh. Hush. What? <laughs> no, you can get some classical fanboy going on to us now. I probably would have turned around. We'll get Russian oh, yeah, no, These are deactivated AKs. Look, if I try to put an AK bullet in it, it won't fit. <laughs> <get. laughs> so, yeah, cool. right, uh, that's how I've done it. Right, no yeah. worries. Well, you know, it's like when they used to sell like T seventy twos, and you always have like, yeah, they got a cheap Chinese knockoffs, didn't they? It's like. You know, yeah, I imagine it's the same kind of thing. You know, we're going to say you're going to see the Gucci kit, but no, we're, you know, we're actually, see, you know, being Russian, we're secretly selling you the uh, the knockoff stuff. Well, it's got that, it's got to the point. I think that the, you say that the cheap knockoff tank is still trumps not having a tank. Oh yeah. <laughs> but just, I always wonder if they knew what if they know what they're buying. Well, oh, the, I see. The I Iraqi, see. you know, Iraqi army has like um, a license, like a Chinese license, or probably not even Chinese, probably not even license built T fifty four. It's like I want a tank. I don't really want a good tank. I really want to pay a lot for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, only an idiot would order stuff for his army and not know what he's actually that, getting. Um... That's how you know. <laughs> 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 Platoons of five. Would you really want three? I don't know. So that does, that does, I, was, I was watching an interesting uh, documentary about the Italians during World War Two and why they're so bad. And one of the things they went over was their tanks. And he actually came to the conclusion that yes, I mean yes, the Italian tanks were bad, but the Italian tanks were designed by what they they actually physically could produce because they did not have a big industrial base. So a lot of the a lot of it was still quite rural and very you know almost like what almost like how you imagine Russia is. Yeah. Or was then, sorry. Um, and so they actually, they were just building tanks that actually fit what they actually physically could produce. So um, he said, you know, and with the equipment they had, he, you know, he says, yes, they, were, they didn't do well, but what do you expect? But actually, they probably did as well as they could do with what, what they had. So, yeah, and against the early British tanks, it was you know, perfectly adequate. It's just that yeah. the Brits kept developing new tanks <laughs> but let's face it the, the pinnacle the pinnacle of um, Italian of t- Italian tank design the mid-war monster was basically equivalent to a Sherman yeah well, or the, the P-40 yeah it's the same as the Japanese their tanks are waiting for the American invasion is about the equivalent of a Sherman and the Americans are rocket with M26s it's like <laughs> Yeah, the American, the American Pershings and, you know... Uh, Okinawa, yeah, these are yeah. basically really blood bunkers. <laughs> so, on the subject of back onto World War II, um, yeah. he's a prop books, guys. We also, we've had them for a while now to flick through, and we've done some various posts. Um, I guess thoughts on them. I, I, the, I was going to say, obviously, for the listeners, we obviously did the interview with Mike, but that's more of a factual thing. This is more of us just saying what we feel about the books, having had them in our hands for a while. I, I saw Party in Platoon. That's it. <laughs> Straight away. Sorry. Couldn't, I, couldn't, I held my breath for as long as I could. I just walked them. Well, German point is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. Flamethrowers, king guns, what's not to like. Um, well, I'd rather have an assault group person, storm group personally, but okay, sure. Well, yeah, exactly. That's, that's you know, got to have a target, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have to say, actually, the, um, the, the Russian book was the first one that's made me look at a non-German army for a very long time. Ooh, controversial. I know. So I thought, well, I didn't go for it, but at least it made me consider it. Well, I would judge uh, you for it, only that you're dead to me. Yeah. Well, is that... Um, oh. Oh, oh. I must be the, the, fate, the fate of the bromance has been the big big shock of the week, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's really damaged my faith in humanity. So. It's just the heat, that's all it is. I'm just throwing bricks at everyone. <laughs> Angry hot bricks. Brain, bricks I made the vibe very dangerous. I'm from Croydon, I haven't smashed up a bus stop in a while, so <laughs> the crock gets too much. <laughs> no ambulance and he's jumping on. Yeah, exactly. If you go tip over a tram, I feel much better. <laughs> um, but no, I think they're, they're, they're good books. I mean, what they're, they're, they're certainly... Dunk? Um, I, I kind of skipped over the infantry to some extent and, and looked at the... I was looking at the um, armour and it wasn't even the T-34s, I was looking at the Lees. Yeah, yeah, the um, look cool. The leaves look cool, um, and actually just sort of mucking around with the, the various bits and pieces from that. I, I just think that they they look interesting. They, I think they've made them less. I know this is a bit controversial because obviously complexity is a, a demand these days. But um, I think they've made them simpler, but without losing the flavour of them. If yeah, that makes I, sense. I think overworked has been a big. Um rather than Hen and Chicks is a lot less crippling for especially yeah. for newer players because Hen and Chicks learning to play with Hen and Chicks took a while to really grasp it and really be good with it whereas now you don't have to worry about that yeah and it, it's still there it, it's still present you still get hampered if you want to do certain things but I think they're a bit more they're, they're a bit more forgiving um, but well, I think that have- the least don't have either overworked or head and chicks. No. Because they're special. Yeah. Which is why I think they're possibly the best tank option in the book. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. More than cause... a KV-1, isn't it? Uh, well, KV-1's too pricey. I think, I pers- I'm starting to think. Well, I, love, yes. I, love, I love my KV-1s, but 40 points of really? five of them is a bit... Yeah, because... Um, especially come the next book, when you're going to see panthers and tigers more regularly... You know, it still suffers the same problems it used to, but it feels like it's gone up in points for it. Um, and I just think if, if, you, if you're only fighting against the Brits or the uh, or the uh, Italians or the Americans, yes, yeah, a perfectly good tank. It will scare scare them and it will dominate the battlefield. As soon as the Germans come along and they bring their higher end AT values, uh, especially Pack 40s being quite so cheap, I think the um, and, and I think it's like that difference like difference between AT 11 and AT 12, and I think that's what's really going to cripple them. But um, the, the packs are only going to get one platoon of. Yeah, but they also get the Marders. So you got you got that's a sixteen shots a turn. Uh, you know, I mean, it's still going to be hard. It's still going to take a lot of killing. But I just think that you know you used to get seven of them for percentage wise, a bit less of your army points. So um, you know, but you know, it's fine. I, I, I'm still going to be buying some. I'm still going to be using them. The Lee though, it's four points it's four points you get no head and chicks you get the same gun that you get the same gun as a t-34 you the only downside is you're slightly slower but you get a slight bag though if you pay for it is there not the option to have a long barrel you can but then you're the same point you cost. can yeah but you've got a bearing tank yeah i don't think you need it i think i think you, 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 upgrade, a, you upgrade a couple i think you upgrade a couple you've got the points at the end um but you can take better i think you take better anti-tank elsewhere 
Mm-hmm. Um, you you take the divisional support Zistus, and yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's just I think it's just the best point. It's in that, that perfect point slot because it's cheap enough that you can then buy decent tanks as support. Whereas if you take the T thirty four, you're buying T sixties as your support. Whereas the, the, the I sure the T sixty. It's fine. It's just nine points for ten, and they're a bit, you know, they will die. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're just you know they're there to swamp someone. But and, yeah, the, the fact is, Lee's now also because they get the suit, the Soviet morale bonuses that they don't run away as easily, and you have to get them down to one working tank. Um, I think the the minus one to the armor, I don't think it's a big deal. I I think I think the Lee's, I think Lee is the option. I only got the second gun, so you're better digging out infantry. Yeah, I have to say that when I played them in in Desert War with my Germans, they've scared me because the 37 is perfectly serviceable as a uh, an anti tank weapon against light um, Panzers, and the the 75 is still scary. Yeah, I I, I just think you know, I, yeah, it's just annoying me. I've painted up uh, 12 leaves in the wrong colour. <laughs> you have only got a four up cross. <laughs> But you just don't. You're Soviets. You, 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 obviously, I, I, I played Soviets back in the day of bog, you actually bogs. You didn't just not try and do anything, you bogs. And then you had this conscript crew trying to unbog a tank. You don't put Soviet tanks into positions to bogs unless they've got wide tracks, which obviously doesn't exist anymore, but it kind of does, but doesn't. Um, you, do, you just don't do that. You, yeah, sure. If, you, if you're in a position where you need to cross lots, you, you're probably playing them wrong. Or you're on a really crap board. Well, the interesting thing... Well, that, that's the thing, though, is these books are all themed around Stalingrad. So for your cities fights, your you tanks take, are... You, you don't take them, you take you take KVs. <laughs> and laugh. Yeah, you, can't, you can't get in the buildings. Okay, <laughs> so you sit there, you, you're flamethrower, KV, flamethrowing people out of the buildings. Ooh. Do flamethrower KVs? Yep. And the back of individual support... KV8, so the flamethrowers. Rate 4, rate 5, 5, flamethrower. Yeah, the issue being that if you don't kill them, they can assault you and you don't get defensive fire. Yeah. But, obviously, A, if you're stupid enough to leave them in that position without support in a city fight, you deserve them to die. You deserve them to die. And secondly, you got five shots of a flamethrower. <laughs> you're going to kill some stuff. And clearly the way mm. it works these days, you, get, you keep flamethrowing them, it doesn't run out, so... Yeah, and, oh, and, and you don't get they don't get to reroll the firepower test anymore. Which my most my old uh, T twenty six flame tanks in the early war would just die because like, you shot them. I'm just going to put the you looked at them, them, they've exploded. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Still love them. Still love going up to between German infantry and just going. Here's twenty shots. <laughs> no saves. Hmm. Yeah, I said I'm. I said, so I, I think I like the books. Uh, but the big thing I liked there was T seventy gate for a whole day, where we uh, oh. put our previews out and people went, but I can't play T seventies. And I went, well, let's wait. It is a two part book. Let's see what happens. But there's no T seventies. Blah blah blah. And then the next day, Battlefront puts it on the website. Here's the curse book, and you're gonna get plastic T seventies in it. Oh, this says it's gonna be. T-70s. Okay, didn't say plastic. It says it's going to be T seventies oh. in the book. Well, to be fair, back at the open day, I mean, the photo on the, we we took and put on the um, Facebook shows a T seventy next to all the other plastics, implying oh, yeah. it's a plastic T seventy. <laughs> there we go. So it's, it's, I couldn't get the thing that we're, oh, we don't have T seventies. Well, yeah. we, 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 there's a big thing saying T seventy on the on the. Web. 
Because that's sure, logic, I'm, and that gets in the way of recreational outrage. Uh, um, <laughs> so I'm it's sure, much better to be, you know, sad and negative about something, even though you're missing the point about what is actually in the book and all the good stuff that's in there, when you can just moan about stuff, not actually buy anything at the end, and then wonder yeah. why business goes bankrupt. So I'm looking I, for, sorry. I was going to say, I do hope there is ways of getting it into the mixed tank OV and the early T34 list because it should be there. Uh, but, as I did also say to people, that, you know they have got two books to release. You can't have all the cool toys in one of the books, because it's got all of them in there, and then yeah. have the second book come out and go, and what new stuff is there? I oh, know you've had it already. Well, the other thing is, if it's a core platoon, then you can take it as a support. Yeah, but it should be a core platoon in the mixed tank OV. It should, should be. It was a very common tank in 42. But but I say I don't mind. I, I'm going to wait and see. I'm sure I'm sure there might be like a white little little PDF on their website or a little thing set in the book saying you can take this and replace the T60s in. in yeah, the cost takes. Uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be ways. That I'm sh- there's there's ways they can do it, and we'll have to wait and see. But Ben, then I got to buy another book. Oh. <laughs> We didn't always buy all the books anyway. Yes, <laughs> looking up his big row of Flames War books. Dave, but the first I say, <laughs> I about to say, especially, especially when they dropped down the price to twelve pounds for some. Oh, outrageous! I was just like, I basically bought every book anyway. But uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's really cool, and I was really surprised how soon Curse is coming out. Going by the website. I thought it was going to be like mid next or like spring next year. I didn't think it was going to be Christmas. I think they were developed together, weren't they? But isn't that what Mike said on the last interview that they were almost developed in parallel? There was, but I was still expecting there to be a gap in the middle, you know, just to have something else. Because like we talked about before, you've got, you've got this late war power book coming out. And it's going to have points for current late war points. Well, the later that comes out, the more those cards with those new different points are pointless. Uh, pointless. I because, suppose, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you might as well not bother with the late war points at that point. So points, lots of points. Um, but by the way, cool stuff in the book. Okay, so I love I love the assault pioneers and the and the Soviet version of Storm Group. I think that's they're they're both two classic Stalingrad platoons. Yeah, going back all the way to version one. That's how long those guys have been around for. Um, and I love the fact that they've given them that two up in assault because they've got SMGs. Uh, which yeah. just makes sense. Yeah. There's a reason why you take an SMG into a city fight. Well, definitely, yeah. yeah. I, they, they sort of toned down the craziness of the attached, of the attached um, gun units used to have. Oh, like, have the guys yeah. carting around a 122mm <laughs> fuel gun. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what was it you used to be, when you used to deploy those between you used to decide what those teams were made up of? Yes, yes. Used to, so you used to yeah. trade X number of flamethrowers, you'd do a one for one swap on certain teams, or a three to one swap to a gun team, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Infiltrate them as well, Strokovi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I've got to think the infiltrates rule that's disappearing. Well, it's scout, isn't it? Basically. Yeah, but it, the, the infiltrate in the late war book is better than scout because you get within fourteen inches. Okay. So you know, if, if you do, if this, I know, it's fine. I I think I think it should go personally. I think it's uh, easy to say scout space. You replaced it anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to say something controversial in that I'm actually um, fairly happy in a way that the Assault Pioneer Platoon doesn't come out for another couple of months. <laughs> why? What? To, so you yeah. don't have to buy it and paint it now. Exactly. Because yeah. I would. 
I would feel with a compulsion. I almost felt a compulsion to pre-order it, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just bide my time. Play cool, Fez. Play cool. There's a couple of routines for me because I'm, I'm looking at Saviors for a reading, uh, and there's like a couple of key key units that aren't aren't out until probably just after reading. So I'm, I'm trying. I've been trying to find the uh, the older versions on eBay, but to no no success. Mm. From a brand perspective, it's actually the first time in a while I actually had people talking about playing Flames War again. Actually, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to yeah. be the, the thing that turns turns the tide. I got a couple of guys who used to play saying, "Oh, I, 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 I heard, yeah, saw saw yeah articles, read, heard the podcast. It sounded really interesting." We got some guy new guys. Um, at the shop to, to, the, to the staff asking me questions about getting stuff in that kind of thing so they were interested in playing it so I might be able to get something rolling again I'm actually looking at my Germans in the display case longly and thinking about trying to put together an army out of it especially looking at the Fast Company card oh yeah, um, Ooh, yeah the company card yeah, so years ago I used to play the Schnell division the Schnell company Schnell, sorry Schnell company is called back then and it's, it's a bit different because back then you could have assault rifles in mid-war that made for a really hideously expensive army <laughs> um, but other than that, it's still roughly the same. It's still like the military um, scout troop too, and, and a lot of tank guns, like a, basically like um, a fight and withdrawal style, hold the line unit. Um, also, interesting, they're about the only army you can do has about two, can have two platoons of pack 40s, so they don't mind burning through 40 points of your army really quickly. So. Really yeah. Wrecking moves back in the day as well. I, yeah, I think so. I have to look at my um, Eastern Front book, which is actually right next to me, because I was looking to today. I think they had to be all, all recce back in the day. So they've been toned down somewhat, but I still like, really like the idea of doing a, a Grand Air Force with a slight tweak to it, effectively. See, yeah, they, uh, they, they were all recce platoons back in the day, and they could have an upgrade rifle MG to assault rifles for 10 points per team. So they're like it's always, way, always yeah. way too expensive. Uh, I, used to, I used to love it though, just because it's just like you bought assault rifles in the door. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, MP4, I guess back then. MP43 was it? Now, this, this, this is one of the. I would say that this is the book where the uh, I think the command cards have been a massive part of it, and I think they're doing a, a really good job of representing all those all those different units which don't necessarily really need their own lists and a little like just a little change in stats can do it like for instance obviously i've been looking at the uh cossacks as you know um but also the um just doing the naval unit the naval unit if you look at it a pretty much every version they've done are practically identical to normal um Strauch anyway yeah so rather than doing a whole, like, you know, rather than doing as they would have done back in the day, of here's a whole new, here's like a force organization all over again. It's basically exactly the same. Just do a card that just changes the rules slightly. It's um, yep. just seems to make sense from that point of view. I know you got you got to get a second product, but you don't need it. You could use them as normal track if you want to. But that's why that that's yeah. the what's really nice is that for the new, the the, the lighter player say or the new player, you end up getting this book and you can understand what does what a lot easier than with the old lists you know you're not swamped with choices but you still have a flexibility that you can kind of build something and use a little bit from here a little bit from here your your your, your hobby goes a lot further now than it did with this stuff that was so super specific but at the same time you can still make super specific lists mm-hmm. even if you can't necessarily say it <laughs> yeah i'm not sure I mean, 
I'm not sure if I've gotten quite over my dislike of the cards yet, but I must say these cards are a lot better and a lot more the direction I thought the cards were going to be when they were first sort of talk, start talking about them. Yeah. So it's a, it's, yeah. a big, it's a big... I think, I'd say, compared to how it was on day one, say, version four, Eastern Front is a big step up. That's why I think I'm starting to see a lot more people talking about it back in Brighton. About hopefully get some start playing some games with it again, which would be really good. And it'd be interesting once, once they've done the cards for the uh, for uh, Ghost, Pan- Ghost Panther and Red yeah. Banner, where, where, what options we can get then. I mean, one of the ones I'm really hoping will come back is the uh, Rota, which we see that was always a fun list to play. Yep, that's what I always wanted to do with Soviets. Um, and but obviously that, that probably has to be a card because I can't do, see them doing scout scout cars white, mm. white scout cars as plastic and that's going to be one of the stumbling blocks of that. One day someone will do it. One day. <laughs> one day. But it's just I mean I don't think the Americans even really used it, did they? No, it, it, it basically ends up being the only army ever reused them is a few units in the Brit. Like I say, American cavalry units use them in mid-war. Yeah, Brit- British use them as HQ vehicles and the motor platoons. I mean, other than that, it's really the Soviets that use them on mass. I got five of them. I got, I got enough for a platoon of um, a full platoon of rotor. Oh no, I got five of them before they were sold to you guys. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got four of them. Well, they're two per platoon in the um, armored recce for the yeah. US uh, fighting first, and then I've got one that has my little RAF uh, spotter in. Oh, Marking Garden, yeah. That's a good point. They are already in first and fourth, aren't they, with the Americans? I've got that. But again, they're resident metal, so. Yeah, not really worth something doing a plastic for one guy, one vehicle in a a security section. Uh, Or there might be two. two? I'm just just hoping the Ghost Panzer has national ones. I really want to start doing mid war national ones again. It's like. It's like all the killing power of a, of a, of a, of a Ferdinand without the hideous points you have to pay for that front armour 15 you stuff. <laughs> and no machine gun. Which you don't, yeah. which you don't need. Because I, I outrange you quite comfortably. I've probably got other stuff to act as a bit buffer, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah that, that's going to be the big one. So that's going to have all the cool toys. But again, it's going to be point costing that. And I think Mike was pretty open with going, yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be expensive. Yeah, a lot of, I think a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the stuff in there is going to be... Um, but yeah, the, the other thing I talk about ease of list building. One of the things that's made I, I realised halfway through writing all my lists when I was trying to use different artillery options. All the artillery for the Soviets comes to eight points if you buy four of them, <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is really cool because it means when I'm doing a list now, I'm like artillery question mark eight points. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work out what's going to be later, but right now, yeah. Um, but yeah, but also Nebs though, the man, those guys have gone from being like the cheap little add-on unit to being a massive good. investment. Good, good, good. They used to, they used to actually quite wind me up when uh, every single time you you looked across the table at German artillery and it was always Neb workers. I, I can see what Mike was saying about if a, if a, if a unit is always an auto-include, then yeah, why why is it an auto-include? Yeah, I'm glad I never invested in buying more than three of them. That was right. <laughs> Oh, the thing is, it, make, it makes a 10.5. It makes a 10... Because people were getting to the You only yeah, use 10.5 if your lift didn't have rockets in. And that's and that's not that shouldn't happen, because it's like they were far more common than the rocket artillery, the, the old gun artillery. So it's like... Well, I'm, I'm quite happy. Pun? 
Rocket Artillery looks cooler though. It does look cool. I don't, don't get me wrong. I love my nevs, but I'm happy now that I have to actually think: Do I want nevs or do I want yeah. nevs? I, I think that's I that's what what is reintroduced is that there's actually a conversation to be had now, mm-hmm. which there wasn't before because they were so dirt cheap and they did exactly what you wanted to do them to do because the the re-rolling on the um, initial uh, oh no, is it any hit ranged in didn't it basically yeah. Yeah. yeah you chuck your three dice and if anyone ranged in you were good to go if i had smoke it was firepower force so it, it would usually you know get yeah. stuff dug in yeah I, i'm happy now i've got a choice now having a gun that will dig people out over a small area or paying the poison gets a really blitzing area and like, um, when you think about these big german infantry units you be facing there's still a case be made for having nebs so yeah, it's not yeah, like then, it's not it's not they, they price them up to the point where you're not going to look at nebs and say oh why the bother taking them you're going to look at guys oh, it's 18 points but you know, on the other hand that big Soviet unit's coming towards me and it's not getting any smaller yeah it is now they're <laughs> going to be combat effective way longer mm-hmm. the, you know. the, the, the other I thing I really I was just going to say, but the problem was German artillery was always in this weird place. Even you took nerves out of the equation, mm-hmm. where you got no special rules to make them better in the, in previously. So yeah. you know your five point fives when you look to compare to American five point fives and the twenty five pounder, you're a bit like, really, what do I get out of this? So generally speaking, German artillery went to the two extremes. You're then for the stuff that was five power five power two up mm-hmm. and eighty five to really hurt and dig out stuff or you went for nebs because it was cheap and cheerful yeah it, you know there were, unfortunately there was a lack of a middle ground a real lack of a middle ground um yeah, there, now, there was no artillery special rules like you say it, it puts yeah. it all on an equal playing field yeah um it was even worse back in early in early war because um the nebs were the only artillery that wasn't like 400 points um, yeah because they had no direct fire stat they were just a smoke bombardment and a template which many of you wanted a template there was no other option because you need you, you, no one wants to pay almost 400 points for, for four five uh, 105s that might just because they might be able to kill a tank yeah. <laughs> in, in the uh, direct bar the other thing to bear in mind for the nebs is they obviously they use the salvo template which is yeah. 10 inches square yep um, but also your danger close wave off isn't four inches; it's six inches. Yeah. So you got we got to be yeah you, you got to be using it sort of correctly. Plan. Yeah. That's why I sort of that's why I moved away from hail to carnation to my team Yankee list because I just found that I was tripping over my own salvo um, keep out zone a lot of the times in the assaults and that kind of thing. Because it's so big that it's quite hard not to be <laughs> somewhere near it. Yeah, <laughs> she said. <laughs> no, I've I've just been off and off. The pictures in the book of the uh, the nebs being modelled um, in in Iron Cross of the the Battlefront neb models, and there's the picture of the guys all crouched down, and uh, you've got the the commander who's waving his hand up, you know, about to drop it to signal them to fire, who's standing right behind the tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Loose? <laughs> My face! <laughs> There's no back blast, right? Just <laughs> a lost art dot gif, yeah. Danger area is in front of the, the gun. <laughs> the um the other thing that's got me really excited actually about um Iron Cross for the Germans. This is predominantly why I didn't uh, 
I wouldn't go for the Soviets with the Luftwaffe field division card. So again, the cards modifying the Grenadiers. Mm-hmm. There's some really cool ones in there. Um, I've, I've just written something on there and um, on for the blog, um, and it's just, it's so cool. It's just. Who's oh, fearless yeah. trained, by the way? Yeah, no, fearless. Uh, Reluctant Fearless. Reluctant believe it or not. Fearless. Yeah, they're Reluctant. fives. Oh, that's it. That's it. They run away on fives, but everything else is a three. Uh, I think so. Give me a second. I'm just trying to remember the cards off the top of my head. Because I remember it being a bit of a weird one. Thinking, I was like, it's a, it's oh. a really yeah. one. So they're fearless, okay. they're, they're fearless Motivation 3+, plus, but, they, but their Goring's Legion, so the last stand, is 5+. plus. <laughs> they're, 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 they're green so that's a 5 plus on skill checks and they hit on um, 3 pluses so yeah but you get a, like I say you get a minus points deduction on your army so you do but just in terms of how cool it would be yeah because there was what 18 odd divisions out there 20 divisions there was there was 10 raised immediately in 42 43 so they, they were significant and it just means that you've got another option for your grenadiers and let's face which it, I, it, I really like if you're out of field grey it's nice to have the option to paint some Luftwaffe blue instead so. exactly and actually what I um, you know we're talking about modelling things differently the, part of the reason that I, I, I think I might have to try and do these at some point is uh, I, I did a bit of research and um, they had a disproportionately large amount of 20mm flak as you'd expect Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, well, actually, you've got the 2.8 centimeter anti-tank rifles in those units, so why not just model the anti-tank rifles as two centimeter flax? Because there's no ground mounts at the moment. Yeah. So just just run them like that, and I thought that would be something that would look really, a really cool on the oh, battlefield, and it's a bit. Sorry. Yeah, that would be awesome. Mm. So yeah, it just look look really cool, um, and it, and it kind of fits, and you know they had like something. Really Ridiculous! It was like twenty or something of them per company or per per company. Can't remember uh, now. That makes sense. So I think like that the um the so Herman Goring division used to have more uh, flak eighty eights than the normal. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I thought that's another I good think reason. More the small small AA as well. Yeah, I think it's mm. the point where you can actually designate some of the AA as infantry guns, and basically they they lost the AA ability, but they also lost being um. Uh, mobile, whatever it was, or not able to dig in because couldn't dig in back in the day. Yeah, there was there was that was a rule in uh, Fortress yeah. Italy. That was there was a rule about that. You could use yeah. them as basically HMG positions. Um, cool. Yeah, well, the so Herman Goering yeah. division is cool. Are you going to be using the Herman Goering balls, Duncan? Yeah. Uh, I, I I managed to pick up a a, a single Pioneer platoon of Herman Goering uh, troops, and I'm also uh, I think I'm going to try and pick up a heavy. Uh, platoon. Um, I was originally going to use them possibly for support for my 21st Panzer in Normandy because mm-hmm. uh, the 16th Luftwaffe Field Division was actually in front of them or replaced them in the line in front of Khan yeah. and then got attacked. I think it was part of, might have been Bluecoat, something like that. Yeah, I, th- I, think three, I think three RTR runs into them. I think it's, I remember reading it when the Tame the Panzer, something like that. Yeah, and it, it essentially ceased to exist after that point. It just got absolutely annihilated in front of Khan. Um, but there, I thought there might be um, something different. But actually, looking at this now, that that might be my. I've never actually done Eastern Front uh, ever, um, so it might be my my German Eastern Front army. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a bit and I'm I'm in two minds because I think I'd like obviously the assault pioneers in there, but obviously the I think the Luftwaffe card prohibits you from taking it. So you can't have assault in, engineers as part or assault pioneers as part of that company card, so they can only be grenadiers. Right. Um, well, it would make sense if they couldn't have them. 
Yeah. Yeah, but um, you say that they turned some of the um, Luftwaffe field division units into Sturm uh, battalions. So they did have they were used as stormtroops. Um, it probably isn't as prevalent as as you know it you could argue be, on the tabletop, but when, it might be when that is. Uh, what you know, what time period that is? Because obviously this this could be representing them a bit earlier in the war. Yeah, or I thought maybe instead of having them as assault pioneers, you could use the pioneer card out of um, Africa Corps, which I just means that they get a better dig in. There's no reason why you couldn't take one as a support platoon, though, is there? What, for, as in, you could you take them as a core unit from another formation? Mm. Yeah, cause uh, it, yeah, you yeah could it can be in the formation, but that's not having them outside the formation card, yeah. It's within the stats, they'd be better. Yeah, yeah they'd be a bit, it would be a bit weird, but yeah, you could do that as a single um, okay. a single unit. And you, but can don't just go, you can't just go, well, these guys are the salt pioneers because they're better. Yeah. They're, the best, they're the best unit in the, in the company or whatever. Yeah, Duncan, it, what you haven't mentioned so far, and up to your up your line is, are you going to take the looted tanks? Because that's like your. the cars, the BA10 platoon. We got looted T34 and looted KV1. That's like that's your stick, I, I, man. <laughs> you're, you're missing the big one. I'm surprised we're not talking about pan, uh, the uh, take, him doing Soviets with a Panzer free uh, com- <laughs> uh, company. So still yeah. doing a German army. <laughs> I, I'm, I may pick up a box of T34s. Um, that is only obviously a rumor but i, I yeah I, I i think i like the looted panzers but they're a bit they're, they've done them in a really interesting way in that they can't take objectives and mm. there's other some other restrictions about them so that you kind of they're, they're probably what they should have been in, in originally which was not this kind of stealth amazing tank that came on and just sat on it rolled on and sat on an objective and went oh go on then get me off if i'm the expression um <laughs> But uh, I, I think that the T-34 is probably not as good as the KV-1. No, the KV-1 I think that's pretty fair to say. Just because just it's armor 9. Yeah, and I think... That, mind you, the T-34 you can take two. I don't know why you would, because you're investing a lot of points then in stuff that can't really... That can only be an annoyance. Um, it's not going to win you the game. The, um, the, the KV-1 fills the role it used to do, which is you park it on an objective. Yeah. You... Um, Pardon me. Quite off. Either if you've got anything to worry about, worrying about, you hide it a bit and go gone to ground, or you, uh, if you haven't got any AT to worry about, you just sit on the objective of it and go, "Come on, get me off," and then you use it to counterattack if someone does push off the objective. Uh, probably with a platoon of infantry just on the safe side, but yeah, they could really do some damage on the assault. Yeah, I, I think they're an interesting card, but again, it goes back to the conversation that we were having earlier about when Eddie and I played, is that you're investing points then into something that's not going to hold your formation together. So you've got you've got to factor that in as well in, in, in your unit and your formation design, which, again, I like. It makes you it makes you think. So I, I, I think I'm going to try them. Um, I'm not sure they're, they're kind of the be-all and end-all, but they, they will look very cool. The B, BM, uh, sorry, the BA-10s, uh, we also had BA twenty gate, didn't we? Where the, obviously BA twenties aren't present, but <laughs> really. Um, but yeah, I think they're they're really good. I think the BA tens might be. <laughs> they go into a two 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 company, don't they? Oh, or a two 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 formation, and you can replace um, some of your armored cars with them. And I think they're probably better because the guns a bit better. I've got this mental image that you only pick 
these looted tank formations because you can't be bothered to find out what colour you're supposed to paint them. Just paint them up. <laughs> oh, wait, I've used German yellow. Oh, okay. Well, they're captured. How, how dare you, sir? Yeah, that's probably true, actually. I can't really paint green. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a very hard colour to paint. I mean, you spray it green and then you got to dry brush it. It's really difficult. Yeah, but the other thing that, that you have to factor in is that every tank looks sexier in, in camouflage. Mm. It just does. It, it looks though, better. And, and also harking back to your, you know, core formation points, grey tigers. Yeah, they're really, they're really, really pricey. Yeah, but they're really, really pretty. They are, and they're really quite hard to get rid of. I, I don't. It was the highest eighty in the Soviet list at the moment. Do you, do you remember? Is it eleven? Yeah, mm. for the Zist twos. Uh, they are, they are, they are hit like they're veteran though. <laughs> Uh, one of my favourite bits is the tank the tank hunting platoons so they are um, cautious who are cautious the tank hunters the, the Soviet anti-tank guns are uh, the big ones are cautious Hit on a just try to keep them alive mm. yeah that kind of makes sense though but yeah they're 8011 so they're not, they're not going to be worrying a tiger to get into short range I mean you wouldn't be wasting for long shots at a tiger no Otherwise, the only other way you can deal with a tiger is flamethrowers, uh, lucky side shot, and it has to be a lucky side shot, or um, plane. Yeah, the Stamovic's a problem. It really is. It's that two plus is just. Yeah, it's, it's going to take some stopping. It's only green for skill, though. And it's hit on two. Oh, oh no. Yeah, but you've still got to, so say uh, this was um, when I was creating my field division thing. I was thinking, well, the other problem you've got is that yeah, it's, it's eventually going to roll a one. But unless you've got a decent firepower, you you might not kill it, which has got to be the most depressing yeah. thing in the world. So you're going to hit it with some some you know five RP AA, but, and then it's going to sail through it. And so its be, guns can't hurt you. It's what on the tiger? Yeah. It's got 85 bombs, so it's got a range in on 5 plus, and then actually hit you on your 4 plus plus whatever result you ranged in. Then you've got to, you've got a, what, a 3 up save basically, top armor 2 versus 5, and then they've got to make a 4 up firepower. It's probably 4 plus and firepower. Yep. Yeah, mm. I, I don't think the Stamovic's that that big a threat for a Tiger. I think it's m- more of a way for lighter pans, Panzers. Just just because it's, it's hit, just because it only hits on a foot five up, it's not that likely to to hit. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna hit anything. You've got to get really lucky to range in. It's like fishing through where you range did not match in the so next to a tree or something. Because it's sixes with terrains. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think aircraft get. I'm not sure. I can't remember if aircraft actually have, have that plus one penalty. Yeah, I, I misread that rule as well, didn't I? Oh, you yeah, did, yes. Yeah. I thought it made more sense to have it the other way around, where it was plus one if it overlapped. As in, you knew how far away that town was, or that forest, or something like that, discernible, rather than random patch of green grass between you and target. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not the case. Yeah, so, it's negative, yeah. Yeah, yeah my logic... The other thing to bear in mind though is Samovic is only seven points for two, so you shouldn't be you shouldn't be killing a twenty nine point tank that easily. No, maybe not. 
Okay. Yeah. But it will it will kill the Panzer fours and Panzer threes, which is a problem because they're they're already struggling a bit, to be honest. If it hits them. If and it hits they, them. And they make their fire up save their fire up firepower. Yeah. But they're, they're kind of I, I think they're getting preyed upon at the moment, the the Panzers. I feel a bit sorry for them. I think they suffer from what most um things suffer from in um um in fame in Flames War games is medium tanks, unless they do something really well, sound like a really good gun, uh or have like a jumbo for instance. I find they're in this awkward point where they just all numbers in the case of Soviets. They, I always find medium tanks always a bit underwhelming. I always think light, light, cheap tanks or the heavier end tend to tend to perform mm-hmm. better. Um, just very. I don't think they're struggling against the Soviets as well because you're having to look at the upgunned version of of either of the Panzers. Which pushes their points brackets up, whereas at least the British, the the big things that you were probably having to take the the sort of Panzer four longs and the Panzer three longs against, were um, less prevalent. Yeah, but now you have now you've got mistaken target as well. So you can... yeah, but I mean I mean even in V four, even when I was playing desert games against Grants and stuff, I still felt I was I was only having to deal with maybe you know half a dozen Grants. Which is fine, but because obviously the leads are cheaper and and things like that, if you get swamped by them, they 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 do sort of struggle against just tons of stuff, for want of a better word. And especially that sort of six, seven front armor, you're gonna yeah. your standard Panzer three and four is just not it's not gonna cut it. Well, um, I'm I'm starting to get there's a, a trailer four. So I've been what uh, reading a few threads on Facebook about German Panzers. So I've been thinking about adding them to my Italians, um, just just to look cool more than anything else. And uh, one of the things that they've they talk about a lot in there is that uh, a lot of them are going for the cheapest Panzer free now. Yeah, the standard one. Mm-hmm. The very standard because you've got heat anyway, so you don't care yeah. about long range. Um, you just then bog standard. You're cheapest. You're cheap and che- cheerful, and you can get the numbers down, which you start struggling with as soon as you start paying for all the upgrades. Because one point of tank doesn't seem much, but actually, once you've paid for like six of them, yeah, you know, it starts adding up. Yeah, I, I wrote something for um, for the Panzers in in, in Crossfire, and I was actually I'm playing with the idea at the moment of going with the mixed um, Panzer platoons, so where you can take the um, well, basically whatever you want in terms of a Panzer three, and I was looking at taking the a, a long a short seven point five and a standard, and the standard was essentially there to either shoot like the weaker um, Soviet stuff that you might run across. The long was there to deal with well potentially harder stuff uh, that was coming across, and then the seven point five had the higher firepower and had the heat rounds. So and also your cheap standard. Panzer III was kind of like a, a, a ablative wound for the rest of the unit, for want of a better word, and trying to run them like that where they had a bit of everything. Because I think the other danger I've had before is that if you run three really good ones, every time you take one off, it's it's all the more crippling. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I've run uh, one for a bit with uh, quite a bit with two longs and two shorts in the Panzer threes, and I think it works better. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. You know, effectively, that's going to be against a, a T-34 or something like that, but that's my current thought process. We'll see. But you're right, I do think the the Panzers suffer from 
generic ISIS. Yeah, and but kind of... well veteran as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Veteran says a lot about your armour. No, I know, but they they're not going to be sitting off with the entry, are they? They suffered this in the last edition as well. I'm pretty sure they, I'm pretty sure almost every edition they've suffered from this. Um, if, you, if you look at it, about, the only, about the only thing the dates are from was like an early war, where you can actually saying that in the late war the Panzer IV was pretty good, but then I guess the Panzer IV was pretty cheap in late war because it's not yeah. exceptional. But exactly, and it's good enough to take on a Sherman and things like that, which is fine. The side skirts help used to help um, in assaults and um, yeah. So actually, maybe 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 it is just a case of go for the cheap bog standard Panzer Panzer one. I I like your idea, Panzer three. Sorry, I like your idea though. The mixed platoons. I, I always like mixed platoons. So I like this idea that if having to cobble together what you've got. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, oh, we need a new Panzer three. Well, we haven't, we haven't got your one that got knocked out here. Have a different one. Yeah. You know. Congratulations on your <laughs> new shiny old tank. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some cool stuff in there, and I'm I'm very pleased to see the Stug uh, make a, its long awaited comeback as well. Yes, I've got to love yeah. a Stug. And same formation in the cards. Yep, the long and the short of them as well, which uh, I'm I'm still debating over which is better. But I think that not having them in there is, and and they're really really strong. They're just a bit pricey, but then they should be pricey for the, you know what they've got coming at you. So one of the other it's things, good to see them. One of the things to note about the Stug. Um, is that the going you know, to V4 is that oh it doesn't in <laughs> the MG is not forward firing the what's not forward firing the machine gun oh from the mantlet okay yeah oh I in the in the army's late war book the Stugs have forward firing MGs but they do not have um, don't, don't forget there's rules in the in the in the armies of late war that will be disappearing because it's still a hybrid it's still a hybrid yeah so, um, it's more system. it's just more that they they put over the the forward firing hull mount oh, the marder mg is forward firing could be a typo yeah maybe oh quick tag him at 38 <laughs> um, yeah however all the other tanks mgs are not yeah, I might actually wait. I might actually wait to tag him until the book's actually out because yeah. he got. I know he got annoyed with a post on Facebook the other day. <laughs> oh no! I mean, they're, they're they're cool tanks as well. Everyone loves the Stug, I think. They're they're the ubiquitous German armored fighting vehicle. So mm. well, it's just more, cool. It was just more to say that you know the whole MG has three sixty nine fire fire now on normal tanks. Does the um the presumably the gun's still forward firing only though, right? Because it's yeah, the gun's mounted. Okay. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Oh, right. We need to talk about another twenty minutes. So I can finish blacklining the last of this tank between. <laughs> <laughs> I still get black okay. bags and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So um. What's the final? Oh, employment. That's right. Oh, yes, event. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of blacklining. Speaking about learning, what I'm actually blacklining for. So yes, employment this weekend. Uh, late war events, which if anyone does want to come to, please, please come. Um, yeah, 
What's it? 15... Annoyingly 15.50. Yep. Perfectly perfectly annoying points limit. Thank you very much, Adam. Do do you know why it was 15.50? Because originally I was doing Soviet infantry uh, horde for the new book, and I worked at an army that that basically meant I didn't buy any new models, but I think like two uh, SU-100s, and then I bought a new army anyway. (laughs) And I could have done a few more points as well, so... It's annoyed me as much as annoyed you guys. <laughs> I, as, a, as a TO, I've definitely never, ever set the conditions of TO based around army I was thinking of using. For that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's part of the fun of being TO. Exactly. He's got to get something out of the sheer misery it is being a TO for him. <gasps> Lee, you always said you really enjoyed the tournaments you ran. I enjoy doing it. I just suffer from anxiety a lot, so it's, just, it's always, I, don't, I always don't mind do it to myself, but yeah. It's like yeah. doing a time in January, I always worry about it snow, being snowed out and kind of stuff like that. Even though Brighton's snowed never out. been snowed out. Oh, well, I remember the, the first uh, first event we went to, yours, the uh, late war one. I mean, Adam actually had to stop driving at one point because it was raining so heavily on the railway. Um, so should we stop the services? I think, yeah, we're getting to anyway. I think this is a really good time because we literally couldn't see more than about five foot in front of us. Yeah, that's not it was good. It heavily. And, and the windscreen wipers were doing nothing. <laughs> you know. I, I always remember the first thing, I think the first words I said to you guys was about that, because for some reason we were both playing this, I don't know why that was, I must have screwed up something set up. And you're playing on the winter table and you, you were saying about, oh, you really like this, really like this um, frozen effect you got in the river. I said, oh, yeah, um, but health and safety warning, it's actually made from broken glass, and so be careful on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, 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 a friend of mine made the terrain, and he was really, really eager to try and get this broken like, ice effect, and he did it by using literal broken glass to get the jagged look of it. Oh, dear God. Well, it was like, yeah. this was like using real barbed wire, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, safety class. He said, "In theory, it shouldn't cut you." But I said, "Yeah, it's not really don't in theory." Minefields either. So don't rub your face against it. <laughs> don't rub your face against it. Does remind me on the subject of going to extreme lengths. We do need. To, uh, what was it? It was the uh, 50th anniversary recently, wasn't it? Of all those uh, people from NASA not spoiling the fact that they faked the moon landing. Yeah. Oh yeah, well done. <laughs> well done, all 30,000 people in the moon landings from not landing. <laughs> Yeah, you believe in the moon. Oh, so good. Well, well done to the Soviet Union for uh, being not not uh, giving the game up on your biggest rival about this. Yes, <laughs> who, who beat you? Who just beat you to it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's because the moon's fake. <laughs> they knew it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in on they're it. Just went. They're not. They're not keen on cheese. I mean, <laughs> yeah, moon isn't real. Fake moon. Fake moon. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's uh, we're not looking at too many players, unfortunately. A few people were away with the ETC this weekend, so uh, apparently two weekends in a row was too much. Of course, it's a hard sell. I don't know. And a couple of the uh, local guys getting back into the game uh, literally on holiday. So oh. not picked a worse weekend by the looks of it. But uh, you know, the worst case scenario, it should be fun. We, we, me and Adam have come up with plans, whether it's an odd number or even number, to pretend, and potentially make the most of it. Cool. So um, yeah, I presume it'd be some sort of out of command podcast being recorded. Uh, well, normally we do when we're driving, and it doesn't seem worth doing. <laughs> 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 
to my right yeah, just end. driving around yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the car yeah, it, three hours. sit in the car run the air conditioning <laughs> yeah. yeah Adam can you just drive around the, I know we've got there can you just drive around for the 25 minutes because uh, you know Fez has got to make his point <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so um, I don't maybe not I don't know um, what, what are you not. bringing Ben uh, I'm bringing Soviet Tankovi because <laughs> you know of course I am. And, is that straight uh, out of the late war book? Or? It is It is straight out. My army's a late war. Uh, and uh, funnily enough, I actually dug up my Forces of War account and actually tried making the exact same list in uh, Desperate Measures. And um, things seem more expensive in Desperate Measures. But I couldn't get it to work. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Don't know why. It's um, scary. So I was like, sod it then. I'll, I'll stay here with my... Because I can make it work, but I have to make them all co- confident, whereas they're all, fe- they're all fearless uh, for, in um, Armies of Late War. Nice. So I was oh. like, I'll, I'll be sticking with Armies of Late War, please, boss. With my oh. t- Soviet tanks you basically have to kill to a tank. Oh. <laughs> the, the list as it stands is, uh, I believe it's ten Valentines. I do need to double check. It might only be nine. I think it's ten anyway. Um, and then it's a platoon of nine T thirty four eighty fives, a HQ T thirty four eighty five, and then a platoon of six T thirty four seventy sixes and four T thirty four eighty fives. Oh my good lord! Uh, and five, three, two, three platoons of recce, which is literally sorry, three platoons, three bases of recce, which is literally just to go right, boys, you're close. This way. We're going the other way because <laughs> yeah. literally someone looks at us, we're on morale tests. They're over there. So, Duck. Are they like car parking assistants then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you turn up to an event and they've got a high-vis vest and they're just waving? <laughs> <you around. Yeah. laughs> the one thing oh. next. T-34's this way. <laughs> oh, oh, over there. They might be arriving at attack. That woman in the car park field. Oh, well, you, well, you, you started um, messing around with her and she actually had a sense of humour, which is really weird for car parking attendants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so, well, I'm not. I'm not looking forward you? to that. But fine. It, uh, so, uh, yeah, will I? Yeah. I don't feel like my converted French half tracks are going to have the uh, necessary armour to repel 85 millimetre rounds of that magnitude. Well, uh, they got no worse armour than normal half tracks at, at uh, dealing with it. Well, what's worrying me is I've got two artillery units and um, no one's got any infantry. So I just said I have three bases of infantry. Yeah, but they're going to hide somewhere far, far away. Yeah. And they, and, are, uh, they are veteran as well. I do. Yeah, so, I do think the days of double double artillery are gone. Well and truly. Well, one's only um, because they're the cool eighty-one millimeter multiple rocket jobs. Yeah. Um, but I'm not yeah, sure about them. Just think the, the game, the game's moved away from. I, I think. I think template. Lots of templates are plenty of thing. I think you need this more mortars now than. Um, than big heavy artillery. Unless the, unless the artillery is double functioned. I mean, I'd say my Italians in early war, the two artillery was useful because it gave me two smoke screens to get all my tanks in position because they're slow. Um, I was paying a lot of points for smoke though, really. Uh, yeah, but, but even even then they would start pounding the objective afterwards. Try and get rid of some AT guns. But no, I do. I, do. I, th- I think most of the armies that I've been seeing, uh, if they've got more than two templates, it's normally um, like two, two, two or three mortars Two various mm. different mortars and they're all small guns in some respects. 
Okay. Well, I still haven't finalised my list yet. The, the, the quandary I've got is that the multiple mortars are weapons platoons. So they're good to have in there for the purposes of breaking and things. But two of them doesn't feel like enough in a unit. Well, how do they fire? Are they just mortars? No, they're, they're, they're essentially uh, rockets. Okay. Because there's 16... Uh, they're, they're, I don't know if you've seen them. There's 16 81mm mortars all lashed to a single frame. And I, they're all I, fired simultaneously. It's bonkers. It re- it's I have really seen worth- them years ago, but not recently. It's, they're, they're really cool. Um, what, was, what was the thought process when you were going through to make that kind of thing? I mean, what? Canadian, for the Canadians, <laughs> they're exactly the same thing with their um, universal carrier, where they put the piots in the back. Oh, it's exactly yeah. the same thing. I, I thought you were going to make out the land mattress. I was about to say, I was about to, yeah. Oh, you're about to wade in. Yeah. I love the land mattress. Land mattress is just the most ridiculous thing in the world ever. Oh, I don't know. These are these are pretty bonkers. They are pretty bonkers. I mean, they've got such a short range. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're, I'm, I am debating whether to take one platoon of four because the two-gun re-rolling is really, really annoying. So you've got this honking great template, but you're re-rolling any hits underneath it. And I found that... Yeah, but it's just annoying. It is really annoying when you get like one or two hits because you've rolled badly and you think, oh, then I'm not even going to get them. Um, but I, the other direction is that four is just, it's like 180 odd points, which just seems too much for a glorified, um, you know, it's only a six plus firepower, um, anti infantry weapon. Is so, not a firepower five up because everything went up by one? It might be. I haven't really. Oh no, no, uh, that no, is no, one thing. They're, they're rockets. They went back. No, they're not rockets. They're actually mortars, but they fire like rockets. They fire the salvo. So you count the, um, what do we call it? You count the number. They count as two weapons firing each. So uh, they're a bit so confusing. What it sounds like is you need a good cheap artillery option. That's German. Have you considered Nebs? <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Um. <laughs> No, I don't. I'm not even sure the twenty-first pounds can take them. Surprisingly, because uh, the, they're everywhere. I mean, no, 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 no. Because their options are, and you'll love this. So they got the in, in the heavy, you know, support section and under artillery, you can have uh, Lorraine Schlepper one one o fives. So they uh, with the essentially the same gun as the Vesp. You can have the 150s that appeared in the desert. You can have Toad 122s, so captured Russian guns. Uh, you can have the, uh, what is it, the other rocket uh, launcher platoon. So that's the one with the 48 rails. So that counts as four weapons each when firing. So you get two of those. Um, and they, yeah, they just smash an entire area to smithereens with those. But there's nothing kind of conventional and you can't fire smoke with them those ones don't have smoke they only have AT, uh, yeah, HE and because they're only 8 centimeter rockets they're not very good HE so what I'm basically saying is uh, 21st Panzer it looks gorgeous I'm not sure it's going to be ultra competitive but I'm going to have fun anyway it's going to be a lot I've been having a while First of taking a Churchill company, he basically had to rewrite just because, you know, model, the models he actually had. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. I was late war again, but um, just a single HQ and then nine Churchills. 
bare bones ones. Two are they still? They're still weirdly armed, like the guards ones, because didn't they have to retrofit some of them with six pounders? Yes, yeah, so there's a six pounder, and then there's a two seventy five yeah. mils per platoon. Yeah. So you get like three shots at eighty nine, I think. Um, and then you have got the two with seventy five mils in that actually have semi indirect fire. Um, but the 1550 really screws me over for reserves. Um, so I think it's 600. Oh, they're 40 points. They're 40%, sorry. 40% is 605 points. <laughs> uh, it's 620 points. Eight <laughs> platoons are 305 points each. So, oh. but two of my three tank platoons in reserve, I'm still 10 points short. Of making the 320. Sorry, Furs. <laughs> so it's like, oh, so I, uh, yeah, I just shove so much in reserves that it's just ridiculous. Do, surely, um, sure, oh, you don't have any artillery, do you? So no, just, I don't. You, I didn't get you a build. You put the observer in reserve. I put the command tank in reserve, but then you lose your commander. Which... Yeah, but, but don't forget, platoons uh, in reserve count towards company morale. That's true. So I could, I could have all three platoons, two core and a HQ in reserve, and then just get everything else on the table killed. It's still, still wrong. And still still doing good spirits. (laughs) Yeah, and then I've got um, two crocodiles, uh, universal carriers, uh, just for a little bit of scout recce fun. Plus, I really like the little models, Um, and um, uh, the motor company. Of, uh, of just boys in their M3 half tracks. Boys in their toys. Boys in their toys. Yeah. Uh, mainly the crocodiles are scary though. Sorry. The crocodiles are scary. Yeah, they're going to be good. I need to re-glue the traders back on. Even How though many they, points are crocodiles? Yeah. They're expensive. How many points are crocodiles? Three hundred. Oh. Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you put one of them in a, in a normal platoon reserve? Because it's more fun just to drive those forward and watch you bounce shots off them. Yeah, they're like front armor 13, aren't they, or something? Yeah. They are. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to get scouted by the recce to deal with, deal with infantry. Mm. I think I need to get more pack 40s. When's it's the tournament? Saturday? Game, it's yeah, 10 games. So- oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get any done in time. I don't know who I'm kidding. That's going to be cool, though. Do you know what the other guys are bringing? Are we, are we looking at blue on blue? So, um, Dave Palmer, he'll be playing Hungarians, because that's all Dave plays. Ooh, that'd be cool. And I don't know the other guy who's bought a ticket. I can't remember. His, I, do, I do know him, but I can't remember the guy's name, and I have no idea what he plays. He's quite new, as in since I left. So, probably not actually that new. And Adam has threatened to take Finnish tanks, but knowing Adam, he'll say he's taking Finnish tanks and then take something good on the day. Because <laughs> he'll realise he's taking Finnish tanks. And he, yeah, he can't, can't have that much fun. No, so he'll, he'll do something like, you know, German probably, because that's mostly what he has. He's only got the Germans and Finns left at the moment. Um, so probably something of Panthers, I guess. Nice. I was tempted. I was looking at the generic German list and going, "Ooh, King Tigers, Tigers mix." Oh. Can you do that in Army's Great War? 
I was late, Wolf. Yep. I was, no, I was a great I was a great wolf. <laughs> I was a great How the hell did they lose the war? They had pamphlets. And... <laughs> well, they didn't have enough fuel. <laughs> they kept trying to put coal in it. It didn't work. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you've got a uh, core platoon of each, or core platoon of two tigers. Nice. Uh, quite a nice little, little list, actually, that one. Cool, well, should we. Anything else to add? Any other events to local events to talk about before we wrap up? I, I'm toying up warfare. I, I am think in warfare. That helps. Yeah, no, it just it, it, I, the game against Eddie's. It's reaffirmed that mid war is a great game. Like I already knew it, but having not played it for a little bit um, with various other projects going on, so I think it's. Um, yeah, I, I quite like to have a crack at um, getting the Africa War out and, and playing different opponents. The first time I played the US, so yeah, playing something different. What cool? The early war event might be in cancelled, and everyone might be playing mid war because they sold two tickets for early war. That would make yeah. sense though as well. Um, and and mid wars, I think mid wars really taken the early, starting to take the early war allocation now because it sold out initially. And now that there's mm. no tickets up, so I assume they're just basically giving them the early war allocation. That makes sense. I mean, from my point of view, early and late war are, are great. You've got a great get you by product to kind of play with the specific army that you've got from version three. You know, you've got some generic lists for people who are starting version four to kind of get their teeth into, but mid war is the real, real game at the moment. Mid Wars was designed for. Yeah, really is, and it makes such a different game. Mm. The whole experience is so much smoother and quicker, um, but also it feels right. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm probably I'm going to be picking up my Mid War ticket soon uh, and do something Soviet-ish. Not sure how much what, what it'll be yet, but I've got some ideas. The points are a bit not I wouldn't say random, but is it? Well, the eighty-eight. Yeah, uh, it's eighty-one, isn't it? Is it 81? I thought it was 88. I thought it was 88. Oh, I know it's, it's not a round number, which you know makes it 40 percent reserves a bit more annoying. 88 would bring oh, okay. the, um, in, on topic though, wouldn't it? Have an 88 points and 88. You are 88, 88. You definitely have 88 in there, because the, the Italian ones are 6 points each. I imagine the German ones are pricier than that. They are, yes, they are. But if you had the entire army of pans of three short five centimetres, they would all be 88. <sighs> Tumbleweed. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm kind of bummed because it looks, looking at my schedule, or the, the sheet of dreams as we call it at work, um, I might be coming back from Portugal on the Saturday. Oh. So, yeah, I won't be able to do both days. If that changes, then I'll get a ticket. But I would definitely, I'll turn up on the Sunday, and, you know, it's a great show. If you don't know the War Game, Warfare Reading Show is fantastic. Bring a prize, incredible. Um, I think last year I made about £700 selling various things. <laughs> Adam's made a killing in that one before as well. Yeah, it's really. Oh, it's great. I mean, to be fair, five hundred pounds of that was selling twenty-two um, bolt action panthers. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I I went big on 
a bolt action um, tail and got a 22 bolt action Panthers. Paid to have a full company 28mm Panthers. <laughs> um, we actually used them all, all in a game. Um, <sighs> my mate's uh, uh, Paul, who was a short guy at the club, he painted up. Um, he had 35 T34s. Uh, we had four six by four tables legsways and then we put all of our activation chips in a tombola that we found in the cupboard and then every time we drew it out you could activate I think five units we worked it out to scale wow uh, it was great great game uh, we just ran out of kill smoke for everything that's crazy um, yeah it was a little bit I tend to go a little bit hobby hardcore on some things every now and then no yeah I know right just thought it. Says who won? Um, I think the Russians did because they just had a sheer. They had a lot of a lot more shots, and in bolt action, generally, if you hit, you kill with tanks. It's very you... one shot, one dice kind of thing. Mm, okay. Never yeah. played it before, so I will take your word for that. Yeah, well, with tanks tanks have all anti-tank weapons have one shot. And then if right. you're moving, it's plus one to hit. If they're in cover, it's plus one to hit. You know, so they, they get all the modifiers. If you're long range, it's plus one to hit. And then you roll for damage, which you then add the strength of the gun to. And that determines if you kill or not. And it's very much a case of most decent anti-tank guns. If you hit the target, it dies. Or it's reduced to near zero combat effectiveness by pins and fire and that kind of thing. Um, right. So in a normal game where you've only got one or two tanks each, it kind of works because you're kind of like zinging shots at each other, and then you know, oh, you cat and mousey. Yeah, yeah. One knocks out the other one, and then every or then the infantry get on with the actual game. Um, but when you've just got tanks, it does, especially when you've just got panthers and super heavy tanks and things like that. You know, it is quite. Didn't they do a tank just... add-on? Yeah, they did tank. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, but you still the core game still suffers from that kind of problem you've got right. just one shot so a lot comes down to that single dice roll which is normally fives or sixes you know so you move around the corner get a clear shot at someone shoot them at fives or sixes and then next turn or next activation they stay still shoot you back on fours so suffers from one of the things I've always said like Blood Bowl suffers from which is when you have games where you've rolled a few dice a little spike early on can make, just makes this a mass a, um, a bigger difference as the game goes on yeah that yeah exactly sense. that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it <laughs> but yeah no, Reading, the Bring and Buy is fantastic uh, and just it's a really good show Cool, well, shall we bring this uh, podcast to an end? Because it sounds like Lee might go to sleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's right. First, I actually did go to sleep in the last one. Well, I was driving. I had to. <laughs> well, he did wake up from the dead to, to do the outro. I did. <laughs> I <did have> dedication. <laughs> That's good. I was just like, oh, I'm getting ready for the outro. He's like, no, I'm here. I got it. Pods are a professional. <laughs> so we got a okay. shit scoot, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scoot. Who's got a knife? And, and what skill rating are we going to give ourselves? Well, I, clearly, as I've got the phrase in front of me, we're a heavy tank hunter company. 
Ooh, which is? Petrin, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a three plus. Oh, come on. Five! We've done it! Yes. We would have done it even if we were reluctant. Yeah! We finally shoot and scooted. <laughs> we finally put the scoot into shoot and scoot. I finally used to write dice in the first attempt, so it's like... <laughs> Rather the Blood Bowl dice or some other random dice I seem to have. <laughs> okay, the Heavy Tank Hunter Company of a podcast that you've been listening to that is effectively sneaking away through the woods was Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War podcast from the team at Breakthrough Assault at Code UK. I was brought to you by the support from Battlefield Hobbies, the numbers 4 and 70, and the hashtag, oh my god, Fez has so many toys to paint. Play for Fez. Pray for Fez.